Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Now entering Nerdist.com. Guess what? This is an intro to the intro. Because I forgot to tell you that my hour special that I did a year ago is going to be available on Netflix later this month. So there we go. Hey, Katie. Rolling the intro. Hey. I thought I'd start the show out different today. Oh, you were expecting me to go, hey, but I went, bark, bark, bark. Oh, guess what I did today? By the way, whenever I tell people, like, hey, slow down, I'm telling myself, I did it today. I was rushing out of the drugstore, and look, I know this sounds corny, and I'm not trying to be some five-and-dime inspirational speaker, but I said, stop, this is it. This is life. Where are you rushing to? And I swear to you, I took the suggestion. The last time I told everyone to slow down, somebody emailed me a nice email, and they said they were, I forget, they walk into a coffee shop, and they stopped, and I did. A lady was ha- checking her heart rate out in one of those things where you put your arm in, and I asked her, I go, how's your blood pressure? And we talked, and like it was. that's what I thought, what am I rushing for? So I was proud of myself. I was proud of myself. How do you like that? And that's what I thought to myself. This is it. This is life. This is what you're supposed to do. This is it. Where are you, where are you rushing off to? you got to find tranquility. No, look. Never mind. <laughs> the best thing you could do, I'm going to give you some words of wisdom here. There's nothing wrong with taking vacations, obviously. You see parts of the world. You experience things. I'm not negating that. But... The best thing you can do is figure out a way to have tranquility in your house. Try to figure it out. You can. You can do it. And then you find peace in your home. And it's a good good feeling to have. And you don't have to have the beautiful home. You don't have to have a gorgeous house. You don't have to have a lot of money. You know who did it? Blake Wexler. He took my words of wisdom. He gets it. Good old Blake Wexler, who's 
got a girlfriend, Geraldine, now. That's right. Blake's got a girlfriend. Anyway. <laughs> so here we go. Today's show, I'm not erasing this. Oh, believe me, I'm going to be tempted. I'm here in Minneapolis. I literally, like, 30 seconds ago, walked, walked off stage. I just opened up for Louis C.K., and uh, this is, you know, this tour with Louis, all the, all, all the tours with Louis are fun because he, he wants it to be like if we're at a comedy club. Now, obviously, he wants me to do good and I want to do good, but he doesn't want me to get, just start doing this, you know, this same act every night. He goes, go out there like at a club. It's all right if you try something new. You'll start sweating and you'll get out of it and you'll, get, you'll be funny. And I've been doing that. And it's like we're at these 3,000-seat rooms, but it's like you're hanging out with a comedian friend at a comedy club. So it's a, it's, it's a lot of fun. It really is. Uh, and his crowds are great. They really are. So there you go. Our, our, Tom Martin is our guest today. And uh, Tom's one of those friends. You know how you have some friends you don't see for a long time, but... You get together and you're like, it's just like, you know, boom, no time has passed. Uh, I know I saw him two weeks ago, but sometimes we'll go like a half a year without talking to each other and we get together and it's just like in one second we're doing bits and having fun. And when Tom was on the show last time, he said he liked Lynn Shore's version of Danny Boy called, you know, for Eddie Pepitone. So we did one for him, for my good friend Tom Martin. That's right. So who is a special person. And uh, so here it is. This is for you, Tom. Uh, roll in that music, Katie. Ladies and gentlemen, Lynn Shore. Oh, Tommy boy, the mic, the mic. Is calling tonight. You're on the Todd Glass show again. We're all impressed that you have won three. one here to make us bow to you oh Tommy boy oh Tommy
Are we good? We're on the air? I yeah. should talk about what I just talked about. Yeah. Let me... Uh, hey, did we ever check all the mic levels? Hello, hello, hello. Sounds hello. good to me. Hello. And you hear everything over there? Yeah, we're perfect. We're, we're operating without Katie today, everybody, because we last minute had to do the podcast today on Sunday. What about me? I'm working with a more natural voice. I took a few uh, lessons oh, oh my radio. Wait, don't record this. What? Tom. What? I'm... <laughs> oh, you know, you... <laughs> They're my favorite bits, where I have to now deal with you right before we go on the air. Like, you had so much fun last time, but now you've gone... No, Tom... Well, I noticed it sounded a little too natural last time, so I went ahead and I signed up for a radio broadcasting workshop. Tom, everybody. Tom, yes. this is not... What you, what, I think what we liked before was that you were just the Tom Martin. Tom Martin, that's who I am right here, no, right no, no, now. No, no. <laughs> You know, I got to get back there. These guys are going to, if they loved me before, wait till they hear my new radio voice. All right. So, so the thing I want to be, oh, so before the show, Katie is not here today. So, um, Irk ha- has written my stage, my notes for the show. Do you look at them? Are you, look how clean they are. Wow. That's so I, good penmanship. I know. So I just want he said he learned it in the military. So I wanted to add something to this because we, what we just talked about, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I should talk about that on the air. And, but then I don't want to neat uh, crap it up with my own handwriting. So, but I'm going to try to do it nice. Oh, I hate it already. I hate it already. Just, I, I'm writing a K, everybody, and just the first line from the K. Hold on. He, he taught me how to, in the military, they all write all capitals. That's good. That's good penmanship. That's okay. All righty. So, I guess we'll roll in. Uh, oh, and you know the deal. I'll get, I'll get through all that stuff in the opening. and mm. then. Okay, so we're going to roll in. You good over there? Irk, are you nervous behind, no, are, behind the, what do we say? This is the pilot seat. Control yeah, chair. Control chair. You're in the control tower. All right, this opening is too long. Okay, go ahead. A very funny guy, Todd Glass. Hello. You fucking call me back this time, then don't call me ever again, because we're done. The Todd Glass Show launches August 12th. Todd. Hey, hello, this is, uh, I'm calling for the Todd Glass Show. I'm calling for the Todd Glass Show. Hello. Comedy Central presents Todd Glass. Todd Glass. Brian Regan. Brian yeah. Regan. Um, Somebody told me don't no interrupt the opening song, podcast. but we'll talk about that later. Hello? I don't know. Let me know that. Hello? Do you want me to beg? Hello? Todd, it's Aaron. Well, sir, you're on the right, front line. What do you want to say? Show. What do I fucking yeah, say? I don't think you should interrupt your opening jingle. And I know you're taking my call right now, so I don't like that either. From the beautiful Los Angeles Strip. Oh, my God. That's exciting. I'm not even joking. Todd Glass Show. Oh, my God. You'll have a glass listening to Todd Glass, helping your Fridays begin. The reverb. You'll love the show. They've got Daniel Kino. Honey, won't you download again? There you go. You'll have a glass listening to Todd Glass, helping your Fridays begin. You'll love the show. They've got Daniel Kino. Honey, won't you download again? I love it. Clean, 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 clean,
So let's take our time, because Katie is not here today, and uh, we talked about it. Ark is in the pilot seat. I think everything sounds great. Tom Martin is I think here. Gilligan's Island would still be on the air if the cast sang the opening song. It is fun, isn't it? Yeah. Wait a second. Are you saying you want to sing it again? Of course. I'm saying it without saying it. Now I'm saying it with saying it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I guess I don't want to be rude. Who the fuck am I to be rude? You'll have a blast listening to Todd Glass. Little reverb. Helping your Friday begin. We can't sing without reverb. Hello, the show. Daniel Kino. Honey, won't you tell me? Right. Right. Fade it out. Fade it out. Right. We got a lot to get to today, but I'm calm. I got my hot chocolate. I think you have a hot chocolate I over do. there. Eric has a, a Corolla. A Corona. <laughs> <laughs> and then let me put this away over here. Everything's good. I had, let me tell you, okay, there's that. Uh, by the way, Josh Cohen, I love that thing you sent me. It's a bit from my act where uh, my mom used to have a bird that said, I'm thirsty. That's a true story. And my aunt came in the living room to tell my mom that the bird was thirsty. She didn't realize the bird didn't understand what it was saying. Mm-hmm. So we put her in a home. All right. And so anyway, thank you, Joel. Josh Cohen. Josh Cohen. That was a, I like that. It's in the, it's, it's hanging up here in the studio, by the way. All right. So there we go. There's that. Um, here we go. <laughs> so, um, Toronto Comedy Festival. And we'll rip through some stuff and it's all good. I had the most fun. Tom, I want you to go to the next comedy festival because you will love it. Because yeah. comedy is in your blood. This, let me explain why this was so much fun. And by the way, I met the uh, gentleman that did the grilled cheese T-shirt. And I don't have his name in front of me. But him and his girlfriend or wife were very nice. Um, Andy Kindler had a late night show at this place called the Comedy Bar. There were shows all over. It was Louis C.K. And what would happen was Louis C.K. did four shows in about a th- think. And I could be wrong. I don't want people in Toronto to get upset. It's not 3000 It's 2500 It was a big theater. And then people bought tickets, and then they could use them for other shows, too. It was a very different way they did it. Everybody came in with their cell phones, and that was their ticket, and they scanned their cell phone. And it was very – it was really cool. And uh, so, like, some shows, let's say – you know, this, does, this doesn't matter what I'm talking about now. What does matter is that late night Andy Kindler had a show at the Comedy Bar in a 125-seat little room, and that's where everybody ended up. So, like, Louis C.K. did a walk-on. To watch Louis walk out when 3,000 people expect him is fun. To watch Louis walk out when 125 people don't expect him is fucking crazy. 
it's I knew when they introduced him. I, I was I knew all the all my comedian friends are the same way because we're all you know we're all like oh yeah I want to be in that room. It's just a great energy. And it's exciting. You, you know, oh, totally, yeah. Have you been at the improv over the yeah, years yeah. on Melrose when somebody yeah, when comes somebody in? when somebody big does a set and, and his people get so excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's fun. It's really fun. But James Adobian was there, who I say his name wrong every time, and he does impersonations of me. He does a Vandy, Eddie Pepitone. He does Pete Holmes. He does... And he does, uh, he does Louis C.K. And just to have him doing it, and then we both hid behind the curtain. He was doing me, and I was doing me, and the audience was trying to guess who he was, if it was me or it was him. It's, everything was, it was the, I love festivals, but this festival was special, and people in Toronto are special. And uh, they just loved they were just respectful to comedy. Yeah, you they, know, I, 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 I think people in Canada are more polite. Now, we said that with the Canadian in the room, but I think I've worked in Vancouver on a couple. Who's of the Canadian in the room? Uh, George last week. The, um, the George, George Todd. Oh, George, George, yeah, yeah. sure, sure. But I've worked on vocalist a, George. A couple of projects in in uh, Vancouver, and every time I go there, I just love it. I've had nothing but great experiences in Canada, and, and the people there they're very professional because you go to the studios there, and and the people are hired to do their job. So not everybody's trying to become a director. If someone's hired to answer phones or be a PA or whatever their job is. They're trying to do that job the best they can. Well, let me tell you something. Whenever I see someone like that, I always think they're going to be successful in life because I was at an ice cream store. Now, you're like, where am I going with this? Um, And the kid behind the counter, I asked him. I just casually, because I knew his parents owned the place because you could just tell. You know when you can tell? And I said, said, your your parents own this place? He goes, no. I said, they don't. I go, and then I said, I felt like, I said, you know what? You're going to be successful. And And you could tell he took it graciously. Uh, he says, why do you say that? I go, because you act like your parents own this place, which means you take pride in this. So you're going to take pride in whatever you do, and you're going to be successful. And it was funny because he goes, hey, when, I, when I'm leaving the store, I heard him say to his friend, he goes, that guy said I'm going to be successful. I was like, well, you, he, you know, and I thought to myself, he will be. So sort of hence what you're saying, right, you know, when yeah. you just take pride in whatever you do. But the audience is there. You know, whenever I say the collective audiences were good, I, what I mean by that always, when there's a bad audience or, you know, hey, look, I have bad performances. And I also don't mind when they say you always have to blame yourself. I get that and I get why that's true. But there's times, otherwise you'll go berserk, when you do have to blame the audience. But when I blame the audience, I'm not blaming every single person in the audience. The collective bad won that night. That doesn't mean there weren't 70 people in the audience that were were just wonderful. But the collective good every night in Toronto was... An audience becomes an individual entity at some point. Unfortunately, sometimes they do. But the masses every night... To me, it felt like 100% of them. They were just great. And I want them to know that. I feel that way about the UCB. I feel that way about the Meltdown. There's, I feel that way about Atlanta. I feel that way about the Acme in Minneapolis. And I'm, the danger of mentioning clubs is then Helium. There, that when audiences are great, they reap the benefits of a great show because you're, you're relaxed. And when we're relaxed, we do better. Well, also, a good audience will assume the best out of you. And they'll look for why the material is funny and why the material works and root for you. Yeah, they, it's, you know, that's what I said about that late. Hello? Testing one, two? Um, I wish that was a joke. Me, hello, hello. Um, that's what I said about that audience late night at Toronto um, at the comedy bar. There were some moments where, you know, we're comedians. We're on stage. If we ad-lib something, it's not going great. We start sweating. It's not going well. But the audience's unspoken word if the, seemed to be say this. That's okay. You're fine. 
guess what? The next thing will be great. It's okay. Right. We're not going to make you start all over again and prove yourself. We're having a fun time tonight. And, man, were they great. So, anyway, there's that. Brendan Walsh, um, at the end of the night, uh, I was going downstairs. I had my jacket draped over my arm, my, like, you know, my J. Crew jacket. I had my shoes off, and I was holding them in my hand because we were just hanging out in his hotel room, and I, you know, took my shoes off and just was. And so then I leave. I got my shoes in my hand, my jacket draped over, and I can't find my room key. So I go, ah, shit, I'll go down to the front desk and get my room key. They, he goes, Todd and James go, you look like just nothing. You know, my hair was disheveled because we were just laughing. And I kept like, you know, falling on the ground and I was tumbling around laughing. That's how hard the two of those guys have me. They have me laughing the good old fashioned where sometimes you say, stop it. You're going to kill me. And but you're kidding. You know, you're fine. And then you go, no, no, no. You want to have a safe word. You really need to stop because I'm going to I'm going to have a heart attack. Wait, who? Brendan Walsh and who? Brendan Walsh and James Adobian. Okay. So, uh, so they go, you're going to look so funny going down there at the, at the desk. You look like Water Mathow in a movie from the 70s. Excuse me, ma'am. I know I don't look. Uh, he goes, Brandon goes, if you wet yourself down, I'll give you $250 to walk just sane. You don't have to act drunk. You're just a guy. And then I said, no. He goes, Todd, I'll give you $500. If, I'll soak you down. And you have to just go to the front desk and go, pardon me. But I've had a rough night. Is there any way? I don't have my ID on me. Could I get a room key? And I, I go, God damn it. I couldn't do it. And I was, I go, 500 bucks? Is 500 bucks? They're going to soak you down so you look like you're sweating? Like it just... looked like I came in from outside oh, okay, and, okay. you know, excuse me, ma'am. I've got to get to my daughter's wedding. You well, know, one of those things. How much would it have taken for you to? You know what? That's a great question because I said to him, $1, I go. $10,000? I think 1000 a thousand, which means which means seven fifty. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seven fifty. Yeah, at seven fifty. I think I would have. It would. Yeah, I would have. Yeah. So anyway, that was just that was just fun, and, and it was great. Now we're and what I was saying to you off the air is in my act, I have some jokes now about you know uh, that I think it must be you know shitty for kids to always hear adults say how good it was. Not all adults, because there's adults that are hearing this right now agreeing with me. And that's the first stage of getting old, of when you start saying things like the music today, this today. Don't do it. Trust me. Don't do it. And don't get, don't get, when I'm saying it, don't start thinking, no, 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 I got one. I got one. I'm not, look, here's my point. I know that I'm comedically saying this. I'm just repeating what I said off the air to you. But I'm comedically saying this, but yet I think there's truth to it. I know kids are great today, you know, because if they weren't, I've never seen a sighting where someone's punched old person when they said back then things were great and back then and back then well if a young person truly understood and he'd be right that most of our problems today have to do with back then it was wrong people were treated wrong and uh uh that i'm surprised i haven't seen a young person imagine all the problems of the world being blamed on you even if you're a sane person but you honestly and rightfully know that they're the problems caused by the generation that's accusing you I, you think by now you'd see an old person just haul off and slug a young person, haul off and slug an old person to go, you're blaming all the pro- – not, you're not just blaming because I cut your grass wrong. You're not blaming me because you're saying all the problems that lead to a lot of damage today are my fault and I genuinely rightfully know they're yours. Just c- come around and just fucking punch the old motherfucker in his face. So just because I haven't seen that, that says that kids today are great. Right, and to add to that – just to show, the kids will really be tested how great they are when, you know, they're always saying that um, we're leaving our children and our grandchildren this enormous debt. 
they're not going to pay it. They're not going to, they're going to, they would shoot us in our rocking chairs before they pay the debt that we've saddled them with. It's just not going to happen. It's what not, will happen? The, the old people will die because Social Security will buy less cat food. And, uh, or they'll deny medical procedures. But yeah, we are, uh, the, the young people are getting a really rotten deal as far as what their taxes buy based on what they, they have to pay a lot of interest on a lot of borrowed money. You don't get anything. You don't get any roads and schools for the interest on debt. So young people are really their love for old people is really going to be tested in the next couple of decades. I say we start killing off some of these older oh, people. Yeah. Um, so so there there's that. And uh, by the way, somebody uh, tweeted that uh, on the show they can't believe that Katie is the only one that watches sports. And for what it's worth, that's not true at all. Uh, I'm the only one on the show. Uh, that doesn't watch sports. I know, Eric, you're very into uh, football. Yeah, well, you're football. pretty much into everything, yeah. right? And then, Chris, what's your... Well, you're into everything pretty much. Mainly, yeah, but football mainly. And that I know Daniel is pretty much same thing, probably uh, all sports, but mainly, uh, I think probably Daniel might baseball be baseball. Yeah. yeah, I think okay. Daniel's baseball. That was a Russia so, anyway. Yeah. I'm into playoffs. So whatever sports are in the playoffs. You know what's so funny, Tom? That's me. Uh, that's why I don't... I don't have time to sit through so many games. I want the playoffs roll around. Yeah, I always think it's amazing for me, even though I'm not into sports at all, when it's down to the playoffs, I get fucking get into it. Yeah. When all that tension over... It's, it's exciting. And it's also inspirational, and it's, uh, it's you know, it's, it's, it's great. It's great. Yes. You know? it, it, if you watch a basketball playoff game, those guys play so much harder than they do during the... 82 regular season games. It's like a different sport, the the way they go. And it's true in baseball, too. I mean, they just go for it. They leave it all on the floor. You know, speaking of people, you know, well, where do I go first here? I, you know, I keep saying, and by the way, to George Carlin. Oh, somebody said last week we broke to a George Carlin. We did accidentally. When we were playing that Tom Jones, uh, the version of She's a Lady, but it was a She's a Lady, and it was a mellow version. I said, we're just going to listen to it. Remember, I said, we'll close our eyes. And, and then I started to talk to you. And then we cut it off. And we said we were going to let it play to George Carlin. I think that's what the person's talking about. He, they're right, but that was an accident. I didn't intentionally do it. But when you're, hey, you're right, you're right. And I'm going to do an, an episode of Todd Dodd. She's the kind oh, I like it. And you can talk over this now and be like the dad who apologized for being a bad dad. I want to... Hey, by the way, Tom, that's another great thing we just talked about. You said that my brother said something a long time ago, and then also it's just fused with some of my feelings as far as being a good parent. It, the one thing I think you can do, and my brother talked to me about this, you can obviously you can be an awesome parent and make a shit ton of mistakes and still be an awesome parent. But one thing you can do, you can do this. It's not, it's not impossible to say when I do mess up with my kids. Because um, my dad did this to me once, and to this day when I talk about it, 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 gets me a, it gets me a little teary-eyed, and it also makes my hair and my arms stand up a little because it was a very powerful thing that my dad did. He didn't always do it, but you know what? The fact that he did it once is incredible, and he probably did it more than once. But um, he pulled me in the room, and he told me that parents aren't always right. And I knew, I knew that it, I still had to listen to them. I knew that he was still my dad. But he goes, parents aren't always right, and it was wrong what I did. Meanwhile, I found out years later my mom had to, took, it, took an hour to tell him to do it, uh, <laughs> which makes it even that much more special. And then he gave me this watch of his that I got him for Christmas, but I wore it all the time. And he gave it to me. He said, I know you like this watch. And 
you know, I, when he left the room, you know, you don't know how to say, Dad, that meant a lot to me. I just, you don't have it in you. But when he left the room, I was very emotional, and I started crying, you know. I was like, because it meant a, a lot to me. And I was thinking, that's what you can promise yourself, that, hey, the worst thing you might want to do with your kids, it shouldn't be physical, so the worst thing you should do with your kids should be you yell, you scream, you maybe you say something, hey, kids can be manipulative. Maybe you say something that you're, and you just, you know, it comes out wrong. You can say, at least when I do that, you'll do for your children what my dad did for me. That's doable the next day when things are calm, you know. I remember once my brother Spencer, he pulled, when he was having trouble with Tyler, his son, my, my nephew, he pulled him in the room and took out a baby album, and he started showing him pictures, and he goes, this is when you were born, Tyler. This is not what I thought, you know, and, you know, and then uh, Tyler's a great kid now. He's awesome, but it just shows how that might not resonate with them then. As it didn't with, you know, necessarily, I didn't admit it. I wouldn't know how to vocalize it to my dad. So I, I know what my brother did. And then when we were driving to the store, I go, Tyler, what, what did you and, my, and Spencer talk about? Which I knew. He goes, oh, he's just trying to make me feel guilty now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you were saying with your kids, you've, you've oh, done that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You, you, you always have to, I mean, I'm sure there's a hundred times where I've done the wrong thing with the kids. And, and kids are an expert at noticing hypocrisy that's what i'm saying they don't know the word hypocrisy but they know the behavior hypocrisy mm-hmm. and it pisses them off and they'll behave bad if a teacher or a parent is being hypocritical and uh so you got to check yourself on that too because mm-hmm. if you don't they will yeah and they'll act out in a way that is checking you well tom you know and again i don't apologize for this because we have a long show and i love i love this is my favorite part of the show matter of fact being scared to talk about this stuff in the beginning of these shows is why. And, oh, I love when things come full circle. And this might make the audience not forgive me, but, like, this Paul F. Tompkins episode, I keep going, we're going to do it, we're going to do it, we're going to do it. And we are genuinely doing it next week. But the reason that happened was my fear of having these 10, 12, 13-minute moments in the beginning of the show. So now I'm backlogged with all these thoughts. But I don't want to do that anymore because that gave me a headache. And I'm very excited to do that show to clear a lot of stuff off my head. But in the meantime, I'm going back to doing this, the beginning of the show. Sometimes we talk about this stuff. But, um, you know, kids, yeah, when you – look, whether you like Dr. Phil or not, don't let that get in the way of what I'm about to say. But when you see a lot of those kids, that's the majority of problems that kids have because of what you just said. Their parents – I mean, it's, it's like such a no-shit thing, but it's fucking important. If you, if you live the life that you want your kids to live, they'll fucking live it most of the time. Right. Don't wait till you see, and I've said this a million times, a parent that does do it. You know, when I say all right, that doesn't mean you do everything right. It means you're a good parent. You, it's like you, you want to be a parent like you want to ski. You want to be a good skier, and you want to get better and better. That's, how, that's what makes a good parent. Not because you're perfect. You're not a good skier because you're perfect, because you want to fucking be better. You want to go better and better, and three years later go, God, I love this. I'm getting fucking good at this. That's how proud you should be to be, to be a parent. But I get it. It's hard, and kids are manipulative, and that, I, I get it. But um, So what I was saying was, yeah, when you watch Dr. Phil and you see it break down in front of them, you go, no wonder your kids are... Fucking having problems. Look at the way. Oh, that was my point. Yes, there are times where parents do a great job and something happens. But you know what? A lot of times, those are kids that have serious problems. uh, And uh, that's not the norm. 
That, that's what I like to get to. That's my favorite line to get to because people go, oh, well, look at those people down the street. They did everything right, and their kid ended up blah, blah, blah. Yes, I get it. That's not the fucking norm. Sure. Most of the time when parents are calm and, they, and parents uh, talk to each other and parents have timeouts because that's important between adults, which so many people forget that. Timeouts, timeouts work for adults. Uh, the kids will follow along most of the time. Yeah. So anyway. Well, but, yeah, I'll just say this about my kids is – they made me a way better person because I wanted to break the Irish dysfunctional cycle, and I wouldn't have if it hadn't been for my kids. I did not want my kids to be in a fucked up family. And so when I got, when they started to get a little older, like, you know, five and six, and I saw the patterns emerging from my experience and my grandparents' experience. I said, this has got to stop. I mean, I got therapy. I did everything. I mean, I hit my kids because I was hit. And then one day I'm hit my, I don't want to be a guy who hits my kids. But if you're growing up, I mean, I grew up in a neighborhood where a neighbor parent could hit you. Everybody, teachers, everybody. It was like the three stooges. Everybody was hitting everybody all the time. And by the way, this is what I love to say. And again, again, uh, so how do you know that doesn't work? Maybe it worked. I'll tell you how I know it doesn't work. We're living it. We're living at the product of all those parents. If if I thought hitting your kids make them – believe me, I'm not against hitting your children. I'm against the outcome of it. If I saw someone and they hit their kids or spanked or whatever you want to call it, and the product of that was kids with patience, and when they got into their first relationship, they know how to deal with their girlfriend, I'd say hit away. But that's not the way it fucking happens, and the fucking test results are in. I'll tell you. It doesn't work. Here's how you know it doesn't work. Even now, I'm, I'm, I'm in my 40s, and when I'm alone at home and somebody is coming through the door, or I hear the car, I hear the door opening, I tense up. Like, it's involuntary, but it, it, it's something that's been beaten into me from a young age that what's going to happen? And, and that's from the childhood that we're talking about, like something bad it's going to come through that door and beat the shit out yeah. of me. And by the way, somebody listening to this, and look, our listeners mostly, I, I think they either, if they disagree with me, this is part of the show they hate the most. If they agree with me and they're young, it probably comforts them, you know, and that's what I, and that's what I want to do. Uh, but, it, it, yeah, when you, my parents weren't, weren't very physical with us at all, so I always point that out because people think with my rage, where does it come from? It just comes from seeing it not working, and like you just said, as far as, Uh, Oh, yeah. People go, well, kids need discipline. And, Tom, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I want to go – it gets me angry, and I know that that's not what I want to do. I don't want to spread a message of love and tolerance while screaming. But it's very hard not to say when people, after all, were saying, well, kids need discipline. And who the fuck said they didn't? We are having a conversation about the type of discipline. And I, I, want, I, want to, I want to punch someone. I really do. <laughs> it's funny when we're having a conversation about not hitting people. I want to go, you need to react what I'm saying. If, if you, they act like we heard we said, kids do not need discipline. They do not need to know what's right from wrong. Kids need a shit ton of discipline. This conversation is the best way to implement that discipline. Right. Not that they don't need it. Oh, yeah, they definitely need it. Of course they do. If you ever watched that show, Super Nanny... That's what they need. Tom, I love you because let me tell you something. With all the reality shows, and you might want to go how much of it, how much of it, how much, how much of it is real. If you don't watch that show and at the end of it go, okay, I need to do some serious rethinking, then you're missing. If there's one reality show that could be spreading a great message, 
It's that. Oh, and absolutely. you're missing that. Look at those kids. They cry. You cannot edit in tears of children when the nanny leaves and they're crying. Oh, yeah. They end up loving her. They, they, they sure. These kids that seem like monsters and are not salvageable. And they, she turns them into perfectly well-behaved Some, kids. Sometimes. And by the way, does that, does that last maybe always? No. But it does a lot, I bet, if the parents are consistent with what they learn. But anyway, okay. there we go. I'm going to be like uh, Whoopi Goldberg on The View. You know, her whole goal is on that show, and God bless her. I'm, let me, I actually like Whoopi Goldberg. I actually like Joy Behar. Um, but my fear is Whoopi is brought in because in the old days when they would get I'm, – I'm kidding comparing it to what we were just doing. But, you know, when it gets too heated – Whoopi now goes, all right, all right, and we'll be back. She knows how to – but I'm thinking, wait a second. Wasn't the old way great? Do you want to stop everyone from arguing? Like that's when it, you know, that's when it was good. But um, that's what I'm doing. We're, we're, we, we talked about it, and then I feel like that's a good point. So then – there you go. Okay, one more thing. As far as change goes, you know, this is a lot what we're going to talk about on the Paul F. Tompkins show. But like I said, if I don't start talking about it in bits and pieces, um, I was thinking the other day, like, I overheard somebody say this. They go, and it's just, I, it's, they go, talking about jobs and, you know, being uh, politically, cor- not politically correct, socially correct. Like, what are you going to call it now? You can't call it a mailman? Yeah. And, and to me, this is the voice of someone that's scared shitless of change. It sounds like, what are you going to call it? Are we going to call it a male? Are we going to call it a male woman? Call it a, um, how about a postal worker, you fucking piece of shit? Uh, a, letter, a letter carrier, I think. Yeah, but what are you going to call it? A, a police, a police, a, a police woman? You can't say policeman. Got to go police woman. You got to go a police officer. Okay, are you done? Are you done? But I was thinking, I'm trying to, when you try to get this world to move forward in a progressive way, to put things in to make sense, and I'm not a vegetarian saying this, so I feel I can defend vegetarians, because, you know, I'm not, a, you know what I mean, I'm not a vegetarian, so it's not self-serving what I'm about to say. But I was thinking, like, how are we supposed to get people to go forward on social issues that are gigantic, when there's still people that are fine spewing out misinformation about vegetarians? They don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? It's not the end of the world, but... This show's great because things don't have to be the end of the world to talk about them. There's still people going, oh, vegetarian, where are they going to get their iron from? Where they gonna? They, they, I bet they fucking get it from somewhere because I know some vegetarians. But there's still people that like, you know what I mean? Like it reminds me of now we've come, we've come a long way, obviously. But I remember about 15 years ago I was having people over for dinner. This just says that people hate change even if it's not social. They just hate any change. If it's not what they're doing, they hate it. Fifteen years ago, I go, oh, shit, I'm having dinner. i got to get something for the vegetarians. And someone goes, fuck them. They said it affectionately, but they meant it. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, you don't think you have to acknowledge that there might be people coming to your house that are vegetarians? It depends where you live, I guess. But when you know a lot of your friends are vegetarians, and people go, I remember once on that, that, nah, okay, I got it. I'm done. Yeah, well, the whole time I'm thinking that... um, that book, Eat According to Your Blood Type, and I'm sure a vegetarian would have a response, but I guess if you have O blood, you really shouldn't be a vegetarian. for very, And I'm sure they know, vegetarians that are O know but, this, and they know how to get around it. But Right, that's what I mean. Like, it, even me not knowing about it, it's like, I bet there's a vegetarian out there that would explain it to you, and you'd go, oh, I never thought about that. Right. You know what I mean? But instead of just, you know... 
Um, by the way, um, okay, so we're good. We got the vegetarians we talked about. We're all nice. Everything's nice. The Todd Glass Show. Sweeping the nation like a fuckity fuck fuck fuckity fuck. Oh, fuck. I feel like his jingles are too dirty. <laughs> um, like I don't pick them. Um, okay, we're good. So, Tom, overall, and then we're going to move on. We're going to get, oh, are we going to get silly today? Oh, it's going to be fun. Hello? 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 Hey, well, that's that caller from last week. Hello? What's, what's her name? Tom Martin? Yeah, hey, how's it going? We talked last week. How you been? Hello? What color shirt is Todd wearing? Oh, Todd is wearing an answer. Okay. Hello? Oh, I forget it. Yeah, well, Todd, he looks great today He's in, a, in a navy blue shirt. Hello? What are Chris you doing? Burton? Are you serious? Is that Chris Burton? Yeah, oh. that's Chris. <laughs> Hello? Never I mind. Forgot. I forgot. No, no, no. Come on. I'm apologizing. No, hey, okay. come here. Come here, Chris. Come here. Come no, over here. Not on the air. When I started this podcast... Oh, we should explain to the listening audience what happened. Chris was abruptly putting a beer bottle down on the table because the caller won't address me. You know that. Yeah, the yeah. Show. yeah. I saw the whole but thing. But let, me, let me do it again. Do it again, Chris. And then I was pulling him in my you know, to go, Chris, when I started this podcast, I never meant to be rude to you, okay? Yeah, go, go ahead. Hello? 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 Come on. Hello? Is Chris Burton put down a bottle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's... Yeah. Um, so we're good with that. Um, Tom, we were talking about this today. I got a little upset today. Now, I try to not... 95% of the time, I'm pretty calm. I'm pretty even, even what's it called? Even-toned? or Even-tempered. Even-tempered, thank even you. Even-keeled. Even-keeled, thank you. Um, and that took work. That took some work uh, about 15 years ago. Uh, I was never, like, you know, crazy, crazy, but I, I wanted to be, I didn't want to be the, I was a phone thrower. I was, you know, I would punch a door, stuff like that, and never any, over the big things in life, I was always pretty calm. It was the organizational things, like, you know, and today I had one of those moments, and I hated it, and I was really going, come on, just don't be so frustrated, and how are you with that? Do you have a temper? Do you ever? Uh, yeah, sometimes. I think that what you're describing, I can totally relate to. I can think of times where I've kicked in a door because I didn't have the key and I was very angry. But I think a lot of that is being in your 30s. And maybe you grow out of it a little bit. I hope you do because I don't have any urge to kick doors in anymore. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I would say it's 90. That stuff is 99% gone. But when I have it, it's like, oh, I will... Uh, I know when I go, it's short-term, Todd, short-term satisfaction, short-term satisfaction. And, you know, I've talked about this before. I'm so, if I ever do anything like throw something or kick over a trash can, the problem with being very clean is that I literally kick it over and then I have to bend over right away and start picking things up. Right, right. So it's like, it's not even any, uh, I remember one time when I was trying to get over that, like breaking things, I, uh, I wanted to break something, so I just went outside to the trash can, I took a glass and I just threw it into the trash can. Right, right. But I, you know... I don't know if this is true or not, but I was thinking maybe a certain amount of anger is normal. You just have to know how to direct it. I could have sworn there was someone said, because children can be, you know, this proves I'm not fucking nuts when I talk about kids. I get they're manipulative. And I, look, I, I hope I'm not remembering this incorrectly, but it was someone that went to therapy. And when the kids frustrate them, you, you have to get rid of it. And this friend of mine uh, was saying he felt bad that it was even in him. Like, forget that I won't take that out on my children. The fact that I want to and I have to breathe, should I just be proud that at least I have never, you know, hit my children, but I have to go somewhere else? And it was something like ripping phone books. Yeah. Like, like you have to go somewhere, and they're saying, look, in the event of an emergency, 
go somewhere, if a timeout ain't going to do it for you, go outside and take it out on a trash can, not a person. Right. Or the other way is to understand the nature of anger or the nature of all feelings is that they're temporary. Even when you're in the throes of it, maybe it seems hard. But if you do spend some time understanding that, then you'll know, okay, I'm feeling this anger. It's temporary. It'll be gone soon. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because when I learned timeouts, by the way, I looked down here. Here's how excited I was. I looked down at my note that I wrote, and I thought, that looks pretty close to Irks. I was very happy about that. So anyway. <laughs> you should take a picture of your handwriting and put it on, the, uh, on your website. Maybe we should put it on the uh, – we'll take a picture of this at the end of the show. Um, the timeouts – I remember when I started, when I first got into a relationship 15 years ago, the first relationship I had ever been in my entire life was 15 years ago. So I really didn't know what to do. And I remember when I learned about timeouts for adults. I always thought they were for kids. And I remember this. At first, I thought, fine. I just took them because I had to. And I know on Thursday, we would go to therapy, and I would have to answer to my behavior that wasn't good. It kept me good, knowing that I can go in there to therapy and deal with new problems, or I could have to answer to the way I acted. And it kept me good. But I would take a timeout in the beginning with this attitude. Well, it's not going to fucking do anything, but I'll take it because I fucking have to. And I went into the other room, and I just go, this ain't passing. But if i got to stay in here for 10 minutes, fuck it, I will. Tom, I'm not kidding you. 99% of the time, I love using numbers, even when I thought, no, I know I've said this before, but this time, I am just no. Sometimes if it was a 50, you have to take a timeout. My theory is you have to take a timeout if the other person recommends it. For 15 minutes, if they ask, unless you admit you're wrong, then you could break the time out because you're coming in. And sometimes two minutes later, two minutes after I was like, no fucking way, I'd go back in the other room and apologize or at least to be able to hit it <laughs> from a better angle. And right. it's fucking powerful. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. And what we would do is we had a referee, usually my daughter. If my wife and I were get in an argument and – I would look to my daughter and say, is it me or is it her? And she would say, usually it was me. She would just say it was me. But I knew it was my wife when my daughter wouldn't answer. <laughs> she would never say it's mom. She would only say when I was the wrong How old's your daughter when this was happening? Probably age 12 to 19. Yeah. I mean, she still does it. But she's no problem telling me I'm, I'm, it's my fault. But So there's that. We got all our good conversation out of the way. Let me tell you something. I, why, Tom? Well, you being Irish, you'll probably play some. We don't have to all sing it, but play. Um, why am I addicted to uh, these type of songs? Give me one beer song. Let's all raise our glasses high to friends and family gone and lift our voices in another Irish drinking song. Me mother and me father got the pox. Me brother drank the whiskey till he wound up in a box. Me other brother in the troubles met with his demise. Me sister has forever closed her smiling Irish eyes. Now everybody's died. So until the tears are dried, we'll drink and drink and drink and drink and then we'll drink some more. We'll dance and sing and fight until the early morning light. Then we'll throw up, pass up, wake up, and then go drinking once again. Oh, pause it. Kenny killed and kill Kenny. Pause it. Go get a drink. Everybody, you know, I'm not a big drinker, but I wish I, these songs make being a drunk seem fun. Oh, it is fun. It's great. Play, play, play another one. Play another one. (laughs) Next week, Joe, uh, there you go. All right, now play another beer, play another uh, drinking song. 
You have another one? Well, now, I don't even know what this means. What will we do with the drunken sailor? What will we do with the drunken sailor? Listen to the words. What will we do with the drunken sailor? Early in the morning. Way, hey, up she rises. Way, hey, up she rises. Way, hey, up she rises early in the morning. Shave belly up with a cheese razor. Shave his belly with a rusty razor. Shave his belly with a rusty razor early in the morning. Way, hey, up she rises. Way, hey, up she rises. Way, Put some reverb in our mic. I forgot. Turn the echo off. We do it. We do it real time here. Oh, we're gonna stop. And we're going to do this bit better, and we're all going to sing along, and it's going to be better. Which reminds me, oh, we're going we're gonna to take a major pause here. Somebody wrote in on iTunes that I shouldn't stop the bits. Now I get it. it uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to talk about it. Here we go. It's my show. I can do whatever I want. Now, so, so we, sh- we shouldn't stop the bits, which, by the way, is something we've talked about and talked about and talked about it on the show. And I also thought it's sad. So many people write nice things on iTunes, and I do read them. It helps you know you're going in the right direction. But I don't often read those. But I want you to know, even though on the podcast sometimes I read the ones that are insulting. Not insulting, because this guy really tried to be very kind. And he also said some very kind things. But I, so I, I don't want to... And, and then it's, it's taken away today. I don't know if he took it off or something, but... I want you to know that the kind ones do resonate with me. Just know that. I'm not as crazy as I am. I read the kind ones, and they really help. But the reason I point this out, not because, like I've said this a million times, well, why do people write stuff? It's great that people write stuff. And this guy couldn't have tried to write this in a kinder way, as I say so often. But it's, it is still funny. Uh, look, you were, you cri- he had some critique he critiqued the show in a kind way, and I'm critiquing him in a kind way. Not like, fuck this guy. He didn't write me that way. But I think it's hard for him to understand that there are people that like it. That, to me, what is, is funny. He's, he's got to be thinking. I don't think there's any way he's home thinking. He's got to think, well, most people probably don't like this, and I'll, I like Todd, and I like what he does, and I, can, I, I love so much about him if I can just send him off into a good direction. Almost like those people that said don't eat on the podcast. Maybe he'll listen to this. The eating on the podcast, I agreed with. And we got enough emails that said don't eat. And I'm not crazy. I want to go, hey, there's enough people. Um, don't do the shush thing. To tell you the truth, I didn't get that many. But I thought about it shushing into the mic. It could be ear piercing at home. So I try not to do it. So I do take, you do take criticism. But... I think it's funny that he doesn't understand. First of all, what you're t- – and I hope if you're out there, you can understand this. What you're basically saying stop doing, that's when we stop a bit, which we're doing now, and then we reconfigure it. You're sort of saying stop doing what every comedian does hanging out with his friends. We don't overthink it, but that's what you do. You do something silly, and then you know what it's like, Tom. And then you go, oh, Tom, you're not thinking you're directing the other person or you're stopping it. You're just – you don't look at it as you're stopping it. You look at it as you're building it. It's almost like they're getting to watch us build this thing in front of them like behind the scenes of SNL. It's not like they go, oh, don't stop it. No, we're not stopping it. We're creating it. 
And that's what comedians do. We hang around with each other. We'll make fun of a doorman. And then I'll do it. Everyone will laugh. And then maybe Tom will chime in and go, Todd, let me be the doorman. You'll be the drunk guy trying to get into the bar. And then I'll do it. And you'll affectionately go, no, 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 no. He's not. The doorman isn't yelling. He's whispering. I go, oh, okay. I understand. Right. And then we start it again. The whole bit, we're all getting each other on the same page. It's, yeah. And so we're able to seamlessly weave in and out of bits. Yes. Because in a way, isn't our, our whole life is just a bit anyway. Yeah. So what's the big deal if you're slipping out a bit? Yeah, you're just you're just doing it. And you're redefining it, and sometimes it's not even fixing it. It's just let's try it this way. Right. Everyone cracks up laughing, and you go, "Oh, what if blah blah blah?" Or what if uh, she was doing this? Or so. With all that in mind, now this isn't really the same because. So anyway, whoever wrote that. Please email me and tell me if you read it and took it down. Because I read it on the iTunes reviews. Today, when we went to find it, it's not there. Hmm. Now, I know it's not Jared 1987, but Jared, guess what? I know that you listen to the show. Somebody that knows you told me, and I love it. Oh, come on. Let's be friends, Jared 1987. It's got to be frustrating that you listen to the show and you're like, you'll never know. He doesn't, no one told him. No one told him. Jared, stop it. Stop it. Admit it. All right, fade that out. So this isn't really building a bit, but it's just that I think we can do that song. And the people at home, I want you to sing. Did you get a beer, by the way, the people at home? <laughs> Did you get a beer? If you don't drink, get an get a ice water. I don't care. Um, here we go. Now, remember, put some reverb in the mic. And, Are we uh, drunk and sailor? Yes. Here we go. Turn it around so everyone can see it. And here we go. Oh, it's going to be fun. We all have our beers. This is what we do on this show. Just don't touch the mic. They did a lot of karaoke on pirate ships, too. <laughs> what will we do with a drunken sailor? What will we do with a drunken sailor? What will we do with a drunken sailor? Early in the morning. Way, hey, up she rises. Way, hey, up she rises. Way, hey, up she rises early in the morning. As deep as you can. Belly with a drunken razor. Shame is belly with a rusty razor. Shame is belly with a rusty razor. Early in the morning. Say the words, Chris. Hey, up she rises. Way, hey, up she rises. Way, that's fun. Okay. <laughs> you know when you get lost in a bit, you're like, well, I don't know if you call that a bit. Our listeners are like, let's... Thank you. comment on an Irish thing about yes. um, It occurs to me that somehow, even though I'm like third generation American, is I've slipped into all of, I, I became an, um, a writer, which is kind of an Irish profession, and a boxing coach, and uh, I enjoy whiskey. And that's a strange kind of thing, being so removed from Ireland as I am to somehow find myself in these stereotypical Irish behaviors. How much whiskey are you enjoying, Tom? I love whiskey. I love really good... I don't drink that much anymore, but when, years ago, I, I would get an expensive bottle of single malt whiskey and I could, you know, drink quite a lot of it. It was so good. I, I like a Jack and Root Beer. It's, it's a good drink. <laughs> Do you ever have that? I haven't. A, well, first of all, Root Beer, if you're a little stoned and you can't get anything and you're at a bar... <laughs> I love that. Even my root beer story is worth sad music. 
if you're drunk at a bar and they don't have any, uh, you know, no cake or the bar's closed and they and you say, do you have root beer? And they go, sure, we have root beer. Like, oh, li-, it's like drinking a liquid full, like oh, a yeah. glass of candy. Root beer. Oh, I love root beer. And root beer and Jack is really good. I haven't had that. Yeah, Jack and root. That's what I call it. But, uh, you know, it's funny you say about you like... Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's funny you say you like. Uh, we were thinking, wouldn't it be funny? Here, turn that off. Turn that off. Oh. Wouldn't that be funny if somebody said that? You know what I love? I love bottles of whiskey. I can have like three a day. Good. <laughs> uh, I think that might be a bad thing. I could drink like five bottles of Jack Daniels a day. It's so good. Um, you do coke? Can you get your voice that high? Can you do coke? Know. Can you coke? You do coke? How's John Mulaney get his voice that high? You do. Yeah, someone told me, I remember a long time ago, somebody said that I shouldn't play whole Family Guy songs on the podcast, but that was like month one, and then I got shit ton of email, go, you play all the Family Guy songs you want. And then I started drinking heavily. I thought you're, you're talking about your neighbor who plays the Family Guy? Oh, well, no. you know what, they, they went on vacation for four months, but uh, they're coming back. I've been watching, keeping an eye on their house for them, oh, keeping an eye on the okay. mail. Mm-hmm. I love Family Guy. I love this. Mr. Booze, Mr. Booze. That's right, I'll play the whole song, everybody. By the way, when I watch this, pause it for one second. Last week, why don't you use this? Last week, when I watched uh, Family Guy, uh, Chris came over and played this song. And it's like they all have, I can't believe I'm explaining an episode of Family Guy, but they go to an AA meeting. And what he tells everyone is the only problem with drinking is you can't drink the people you're drinking with. If you had a place to go, and then it would be all right. So it's basically disguised as an AA meeting, but when nobody's there, they all drink and have fun and don't cause any problems because everybody's drunk. But then when people come in to check it out, everything flips around, and and then it becomes a... uh, 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 like a holy roller They sing about not drinking And how bad it's going to be But the minute the authorities leave They all turn back and drink again Am I explaining yeah, this? Yeah, So here's the song they were all singing You will wind up wearing tatted shoes If you mess with Mr. Booze Don't mess with Mr. Booze Don't mess with Mr. Booze Don't mess with B-O-O-Z-E If you've been so stiff They thought you died You'll feel better once you've testified. Testify. Testify. I want to testify. I want to testify. Well, then cleanse yourself, my son. Cleanse yourself. One time I took a library book out and I fell asleep reading it and I left it under the bed. I forgot about it for three and a half years. I was going to take it back on Amnesty Day, but on Amnesty Day I had a sip of rose wine and I never made it out of the house. Who's to blame? Who's to blame? What's his name? We know his name. His name is Mr. Your head feels like it's two miles wide. Two miles wide. You'll feel better once you've testified. Testify. Oh, yeah. Testify. I want to testify. I want to testify. <laughs> well, come forward, dear brother, and testify. I used to be a soda pop guy. Then I switched to the bottle. Now I don't leave my couch, and I've seen every movie ever. You name a movie, I've seen it. Meet Dave. Seen it. The Iger Sanction. Seen it. <laughs> kind of a dream. They yo movies it. out. Sure. Iger Definitely Iger seen it. That's a shame. Who's to blame for Corey Haim? His name is Mr. Booze. 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 Mr.
Okay, now let's get a pulse here. I love this song. Do you think uh, this is a real, real test here? I think, you know, our listeners, unless you hate Family Guy, are enjoying it with us right now. What do you say? Should we, this part of me goes, eh, is it too much? Even though I am thoroughly loving every moment of this bit in the Family Guy because it's like, I love that they come under the problem. All their problems are so simple. <laughs> he had, a, And then they go, I've seen every movie. They start yelling them out. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Do we play the rest of it or not? What is your sense? Don't lie to me. Yes. Well, my, my sense is that if people are waiting to hear Todd Glass's uh, analysis of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I like that well, even you, more. Yeah. Well, mine is that Family Guy does it for me. If I'm a, I have to be affected by them. What's that called? Influenced by them. There's no doubt I'm influenced by the repetition. I love it. It just So when I heard this at the house, Chris played it for me. We uh, smoked a little bit and watched this episode of Family Guy. I was like, fuck, it was making me laugh so hard. It's all so like, silly and over the top. Shaw, step forward, young man. I, I had some rosé. And it's like, <laughs> I fucking love you know it. It reminds me of, if this was a song that had been written 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, and you found it, you would have brought it to the show to play it because you would have loved it so much. Yes, Yes, I love and they and they do the anyway, okay, let's hear the rest of it. (laughs) This man wants to testify. Very well, my brother, let us lead him on the path of righteousness. This poor gentleman used to speak in long, eloquent sentences, but after years of drinking he can only speak in short, choppy utterances. Why at one time, if you asked him who his favorite musicians were, he'd say Leonard Bernstein, Johann Sebastian Bach, and Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. But thanks to that old devil hooch, it's all changed. Who's your favorite musician, Ollie? Cher! He doesn't even like Cher. <laughs> Alcohol makes a big man small and can lead to a life of crime. Yeah! Demon rum makes a gin of bum and you cash him before you time. Yeah! Bootleg gin puts you in a spin till you don't even know your name. Yeah! You're a basket case flat on your face and there's only one guy to blame. Mr. Turn the music off. I want to testify. But I want to do it with no music at all. (laughs) Sure, brethren. Testify. Well, uh, shouldn't there be reverb in my mic if I'm in a big hall? Yeah, there should. (laughs) One day, I was uh, driving down the street, and I crashed into a school bus. And there was... I can't do anything. (laughs) I couldn't think of anything. Oh, Mr. Foos. With B-double-O-Z-E Cause that spells booze And you're going You're listening to the Todd Glass Show, everybody From the entertainment capital of the world It's a fantasy fest warm-up weekend <laughs> Double plays of music from the artists Whose music will be celebrated At the concert that never was K-R-T-H, K-R-T-H, H-D, Los Angeles ARTH, we're here with Tom Martin and Todd Glass. Warm up weekend with music that's going to be played. Real? Hey, ready for reporting at the anniversary. Super Diamond. kind of this long winded. Well, K Earth is the king. You can turn my reverb off. K Earth is the king of they. They promo. Hey, would you like to do a Hawaiian vacation station? We're the station where you win. Who's listening to the show just because they can get a Hawaiian vacation? So you listen to music you hate all day. To me, if you like the music, you're going to fucking listen to it. I Who's have go? no idea what they just said. It might as well have been in a foreign language. Play another one. Constant music, K Earth 101. Uh, K Earth 101, the big 
Hawaiian vacation station. No, 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 no. Oh, they love to do that too. They love to find the first few words of the song and then they make it make sense. So play that again. We'll be right back. We'll be back. My daughter wanted to borrow money today. You know what I told her, everyone? She came into my room. I said, honey. (laughs) When you got eight seconds, what are you going to do? All right, so let's fade out of that. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest is Tom Martin. There you go. Hi, everybody. You know what I wanted to talk about that I talked about last week, and I hope you don't mind, is that, um, well, well, I'll hit it from a different angle. (laughs) Oh, we got a new one. All right, fade it out. Did you hear Lynn's? Oh, you were here when we did that. Oh, that'll stop. I'm Skywalker on a Fantasy Fest warm-up weekend, getting you all ready on a nice weekend for the heat. Fade it out. A Fantasy Fest warm-up weekend? Who knows? What does that mean? I don't know. We got a Fantasy Fest coming up weekend here. We're going to get your buddy to play, throw your buddy back in the hat. We're going to get the two winners. Todd Likas, I've got gravy in my neck. Um, play the by the uh, by, you know uh, those were the days, uh huh yeah. And remember how you said that uh, sometimes I want everyone to enjoy every word of right, a song. Right. We'll do it without explaining it, and then I'll show you what Joe did because he knows that I want people to really hear every word. So From this is television. Those were the bits. Boy, the way the phone sounds played. Even when no sense was made. Voicemail from David Spade. Those were the bits. Get it cheaper when you tell ten friends. Mister, we could use a guest like Paul F. Tompkins again. DJs try to hit the post. Conjure up Red Fox's ghost. Those were the So, you know how hard it is when I'm hearing that? Because sometimes uh, you, I feel like you can't understand some of the words. And Was I that want Chris the, singing it? Was n- that you? No, that is, uh, that is uh, Joe um, McKenzie from uh, Portland, who does a lot of the music now. Gives Lynn a little break, but uh, Lynn still does a shitload of it, too. Um, but then he did it like what I do to the song. He goes, maybe it would help if I do it myself, so play the other um, one. Television City in Hollywood. Boy, the way the phone sounds played. Boy, the way the phone sounds played. <laughs> Even when no sense was made. Voicemail from David Spade. Voicemail from David Spade. <laughs> Those were the <laughs> Those were the bits. <laughs> Like rotisserie chicken. Get it cheaper when you tell ten friends. Get it cheaper when you tell ten friends. Do we could use a guest like Paul F. Tompkins again. Mister, we could use a guest like Paul F. Tompkins again. DJs try to hit the post. DJs try to hit the post. Long intros we like the most. Conjure up Red Fox's ghost. Conjure up Red Fox's ghost. Those were the best. 
Those were the bits. K-Earth 101 wants you to get the best seats in the house for Fantasy Fest, a concert that never was. They are available right now. For $29.50, join us. You'll see tribute bands of the Beatles, the Stones, Jim Morrison and the Doors, Neil Diamond and Michael Jackson. All right, listen, we got somebody on the phone. They want to talk to you, Tom. Okay. Hello? Hello. Hey, Tom, how you doing? This is uh, Bill over here from Rotisserie Chicken, Bronco Peel's Rotisserie Chicken. Oh, hi, Bill. How you doing? Hey, did you uh, tell ten, uh, five or ten friends about the rotisserie chicken? You, 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 um, you know we sent you a rotisserie chicken. You got half price because you promised to tell, I don't know, what was it, five or ten friends? Let's say it doesn't matter. I think, I think it was ten. Okay. So, well, I, I remember Yeah, the... did you tell ten friends? Well, no, I mean, I... Uh... What you, well, I'll tell you what I'd like you to do then. How about if you send us the uh, rest of the money because you got half price because you promised to tell ten friends? Are, are you kidding me? Is this, no, I'm not this fucking kidding you. Excuse my language, but, you know, this is what happens all day. Tom, can I call you Tom, or do you prefer Mr. Martin? What's your name again, sir? My name is uh, the name I said before. And I forget it, so I don't want to ruin it. So you're calling me... My name me is Bill. To t- the pre- I'm calling you because let's make it clear. And I deal with this all day. You have to excuse that I get a little bit upset. People get the rotisserie chicken oven because they're going to get half price if they promise to tell ten friends. When people that's not a real promotion. You can't possibly. That's like the. Well, yes, the, it is because there's a number that's given, and when people say, "Did somebody tell you about this?" They would push in your. They would type in your name and a code you have. We have not one fucking person that brought a rotisserie chicken because you recommended them. And if listen, you thought, listen to me, Bill or whatever your name is. Not only am I not going to pay you. Oh, you're gonna the, fucking no, pay. No, no, no. I'm not gonna pay you. Now I'm not ever going into your chicken restaurant again. I'm not. I'm gonna and I'm gonna tell five. 10, maybe 50 people to never go to okay, your restaurant you again. Hey, by the way, that kid and that daughter of yours, boy, are they <laughs> good-looking children. Excuse me? Are you, taking, are you fucking threatening me? No, I'm saying that your children, sometimes you see someone with their children, you go, that's an attractive family. You have a, a, a good-looking family. So you're, you're saying that because I didn't participate in your unenforceable promotion, you're going to kill my family? Is that what you're saying? First of all, I didn't say anything. All I said was they're a good-looking family you got there. All I'm saying is why are you so fucking righteous when you were... Why don't you just send us in the money? Why don't you quit being vague? Why don't you make your promotion clear? And why don't you make your threats clear? Because right now, you're just dancing around everything. you you, got to make sure if, if you want people to really tell... Five people, then you got to make sure they tell five people before they get the half well, maybe, price. How come, hey, by the way, many people that take us up on that deal tell people. I don't. I'm not. I'm not saying that everybody you tell has to buy it. We've got nobody fucking buying it. Send us one fucking person over here. Hey, let me ask you something, Tom. Are you? Is there any chance you're wrong? Is there any chance that maybe you sat in your house and you went? Um, they're not going to know I didn't tell anybody. I'm just going to get half price. You could have said to us the first day on the phone, let me pay full price. I'm probably not going to tell anybody. But you thought you pulled us a quick one. Listen, and- do Bill, is that your name? You know the sit and sleep guy. If they find any, ma- your mattress is free. You know well, that's that slogan. bullshit because my friend Jimmy Dore it's already that kind uncovered of promotion. that. They're, they're not going to give it Right, it's free. impossible. That's they're the same be- kind of promotion that no, you no, have. It you isn't. Tell no, my it friend- isn't. No, it isn't. It- the, 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 the promotion with, what, what's his name? Uh, sit and sleep guy. Sit and sleep. Irv, the, the difference there is, he says, Larry. like I said, Jimmy Dore talks about this in his act because they say, "Oh, we're going to match it, or your mattress is free." Right? Well, it's course, not a real promotion. Course, you're not no, really. No, it is a real promotion. Of course, they're going to match it. They're not going to just give it away. So you're telling free. me other people have actually come in with their five I want friends. To- 
And you you track it. You keep logs and track it. You know who came in at, listen, at a fast food fuck. restaurant. Yeah, listen, you oh, you little motherfucker. You fuck Come you. over oh, here. The real you yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope your kids are in the house yeah, and they hear yeah, you. Yeah, they're here. You okay. know what? Bring it. Yeah. My oh, daughter my it. daughter will kick your ass. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, you your know. Your daughter. Your daughter. Yeah, bring it, motherfucker. Yeah, really? You yeah. want to fuck? I don't got it. Let's meet it. Uh, we'll, really? Oh, you want to? You want to fuck? Are you fucking? I, I'm coming to your restaurant. I hope it's you not have... a restaurant, you dumb fuck. You ordered a rotisserie chicken online. We're waiting for people to call and order it, and nobody has. You know what? What? I'm going to track this call. Track it. I'll give you my fucking number. Ah, fuck your uncle. Your uncle's a pussy. I'm going to give you a chance to fuck with my family, but you better be ready because I'm going to fucking bring it. Yeah. You ready? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All I right. want the fucking money. This don't is not scare a court. First, I was thinking a court case, me. maybe. There's no Gee, fucking I hate to case. see one of those people you gave a it. massage get hurt on the way home. Isn't that what you do, Mr. Martin? So Isn't you, know, you, true? You, you follow me you're, to my work? Well, you're, so yeah. inspi- you're so spiritually enlightened. Oh, you're so spiritually enlightened. But then when it's time to pay up on your fucking rotisserie chicken, you know what I hope you do? I hope you choke on the grease from that chicken, rotisserie chicken. You know what? You're wasting your time and you're oh, wasting your money because... I would never pay you a penny. You can take me to court. You can. I will take that rotisserie chicken and beat your wife over the head with it. Heidi, isn't that her name? Um, yes, that's her oh, name. Oh, gee, she's a pretty woman. She takes care of herself. Wouldn't it be sad that she went her whole life taking care of herself, exercising, See, spiritually being enlightened, and then she died because you thought you were going to fucking be right? When you're looking in her coffin, you're going to be sorry that you didn't send us. I think it's like 38 bucks we're looking for. Or tell one stinking fucking person about us. You know what? You've crossed the line now. Oh, I crossed the line? You crossed the line, you half-baked piece of shit. You know what? What? I am coming over there right now. What are you going to do? Right now. What are you going to do? You're going to find out because I'm coming over there. I want you to apologize right now. No. And I want you to send me another chicken or this is going to get really ugly. I want two chickens and I want an apology. And I want it now. (laughs) Shut up. I love it, you know. All right, let me shut this off. Sorry, we were stopping. In the bit and analyzing it. Tom, I loved it. I swear to God, I was trying to get you to back down, but there was no backing down on your part. I thought I got to rattle him in. No, you send me another rotisserie chicken oven or I'm going to. Oh, my God. Um, by the way, everybody, um, what is this? What is this? Oh, you know that tra-la-la guy? Have you ever seen him? He tra-la-la. He, he, he was a Russian guy, and it was famous. He had an internet clip where he just walked around. Tra-la-la, la-la-la. This is Family Guy's version of it. Uh, wouldn't, you, wouldn't it be great if the waiters walked around restaurants? Give us three shots of your best bourbon. That Russian water I like. Bring it over. La-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Pause it. Quick pause. What I love about I think that me and Peter have a lot in common. He loves this guy. He totally loves Send that Russian waiter over. Because when he brings the beer to the table and he puts the tray down, he sings, Peter. I know it's a cartoon, but he is so happy that this is going on. And that's how happy I am. 
Maybe that's maybe I have a lot in common with him. Hey, people, you should um, tweet at Family Guy because I have a character that I could do on the show. He weighs seven hundred and eighty pounds, and he's Peter's best friend, and he talks like this. Uncle, I Uncle think Philly. I, Uncle Philly. They told Uncle Philly not to eat red meat, so he just cooks it more, <laughs> so it's brown. My name's Uncle Philly. Uh, Uncle Philly, he's the li- he, he likes to put extra stuff on his hot dog. He likes to put a hamburger on his hot dog. <laughs> I'm Uncle Philly. I'm 750 pounds. So, okay, let's play. But yeah, Family Guy. Now you work. You know, I always forget. How many years did you work on The Simpsons? Three years. Three years. Season ten, eleven, and twelve. Yeah. I think sometimes people, not all people, uh, are they? They say, "Well, Family Guy has, is so much like The Simpsons," and then they expect me to say, "No, it's not." I go, "Well, look, I'm not defying that there's some uh, things that are the same, but I would say like everybody loves Raymond and King of Queens." Yeah, they got the, there, there's, some, there's some things that are same. You don't have to deny that. But they're still their own shows and so unique. To me, Peter's, if you're going to break down a cartoon character, Peter's character is completely different than Homer's. Oh, absolutely. What makes them tick. Yeah. And would you agree? Oh, yeah, and, and I, I don't think it's fair to, to Family Guy to because the Simpsons can't even write original Simpsons episodes anymore because they've burnt out every premise twice or three times. Plus, it's just a, it's a family sitcom or it's a satire of a family sitcom. And the same dynamic has appeared a hundred times on network television. So, yeah, it, it's, it's, The Simpsons is going to have done every yeah. premise. And, and keep in mind, this is coming from someone who... Ad- I don't watch it as much anymore, but for really for no reason, uh, but adored The Simpsons. You know, yeah. they've, you know The Simpsons, uh, for me, for many years was a great show. And I didn't stop watching it because it wasn't. I just, for some reason, I uh, just stopped watching it for whatever the reason is. And uh, Family Guy, it's funny, Family Guy was on the air for a long time and it never caught my interest. And I remember many years ago, Steve Rosenthal, when I was working on the pilot that me and you worked on, would always reference, oh, we got a Family Guy, we got a Family Guy. And I never knew what that meant. Of course, now I know what it means. But um, do you know? By the way, I love when I say. I don't know why I say. By the way, um, I, do you know you can invite uh, like like uh, Mickey Mouse or Pluto to your wedding, and then they send back a, uh, a I had, letter. I had Pluto uh, perform my wedding. <laughs> he, he was wearing a, a Catholic collar. And <laughs> it was beautiful. Well, when I, I love when I go, are you joking? <laughs> Hopefully you are. I was at your wedding. I had so much no, fun. No, you weren't. We discussed this last week. Oh, I hope no, you, you weren't at hope my you wedding. Would forget. I know, but did I send you something? No, you probably should, though. Did you ever go through a phase when you were at a certain age when you realized, okay, I need to start sending people things for their wedding? Because I got to an age where I went, okay, I'm an adult now. And I didn't always send. Now I do. Now yeah, I send. and then for a while I thought it was funny. I would find the stupidest thing they were registered for, like a gravy boat. And it was my friend. I'd like, I got you a gravy boat. You're never going to use it. Ah. And then I thought, well, you know, that's funny and everything, but maybe I really should get something <laughs> they want. <laughs> Might be a good idea. Well, they, but they, uh, they'll send a registered letter. Not a registered letter, but an official letter in nice stationery. Yeah, yeah calligraphy. But I, but I want to go, well, you know, whose wedding do you fucking go to? Like, what if you got aggressive? You write them a letter back. 
No, well, you're not. I, my friend Karen invited you to her wedding, and you didn't go to that fucking wedding either. So, are you going to any fucking weddings? If you're not going to go to any weddings, then why don't you just put something up on the Facebook page that says we don't go to fucking weddings? Why are you trying to apologize? Why am I thinking about this so much? Anyway, anything in the wedding area? Anything? Um, let me see. By the way, I was at Starbucks uh, the other day in Las Vegas or two weeks ago, and it said we deeply apologize that we cannot take room charges. And I thought, shouldn't you say deeply apologize for when you've killed someone and you're addressing their parents <laughs> right. at the courtroom, in the courtroom? Yeah, the deeply, deeply apologize. apologize. That, you don't really need the word deeply in there because no, we deeply. It, it seems corporate insincerity. You know, you can apologize and there's no, complicated it's, policies. It's whatever. deep. We deeply apologize. We know the, the, the frustration and we know the, the pain. We, ladies and gentlemen, here in the lobby of... The Venetian Hotel. Uh, many people waiting in line are trying to put their hot cup of coffee on their room. Well, we want to say that we deeply, deeply apologize. Now, this gentleman over there seems to be very upset. Testify. Sir, what is the problem? Testify, I, 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 I just sir. want a, 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 a medium coffee, vente, whatever you Can call it. Can you put it... Can we get some reverb in our microphones, yeah, please? Yeah, testify. I don't have testify. my credit card. I don't have any cash. Oh, oh we room. deeply apologize. No, I could just sign deeply. it in my room. Thirteen twenty-five. No, no, no. We number. deeply apologize. If I could just sign it to my room. Wait a second. Did you not hear that we deeply apologize? Deeply? Well, if you're so sorry, can you just give me a free cup of coffee? No, we cannot. I will pay no, you no, next no. time I'm we here. We deeply apologize. Oh. I'm a guest at this hotel. Deeply. Our coffee shop deeply. in the hotel. Do you hear deeply? Deeply. <laughs> Fade it out. <sighs> We're the by the way, we, we haven't done this once today. Maybe it's not a good thing. What, what, what are we at? Uh, about an hour and 20 in. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Are you okay over there, Irk? Yeah, everything's going great. Is your day, did you have a nice day today? Yeah. Your hair looks good. Yeah. Well, Always compliment people. Irk, what time's that show you're going to after this? Um. <laughs> Shut up. When was that Fantasy Fest warm-up weekend that Gareth was talking about? <laughs> You want to listen? I bet it never even says when it is. Play it. K-Earth 101 wants you to get the best seats in the house for <laughs> Fantasy Fest, the concert that never was. They are available right now. What? Play it again. In the door. Hold on. I bet there's people that listen to one. What is this station? 101? K-Earth 101. K-Earth 101. Forever. I think it's in L.A. Yeah, yeah, it's here. So we're trying to figure out what it is, and they're saying it never was, but maybe it means something if you listen. If you're K-Earth 101 wants you to get the best seats in the house for Fantasy Fest, the concert that never was. They are available right now. For $29.50, join us. You'll see tribute bands of the Beatles, the Stones, Jim Morrison, oh, and Doors, Neil Diamond, and Michael Jackson. All, right. All on the same it. stage at the Gibson Amphitheater. It. It's going to be un- Tom, did you want me to sing or something? Yeah, I was just thinking, if only Todd could sing. Mm. If we could just hear Todd sing. Oh, well, I, I mean, I could do this. It's the only song I really know how to sing, though. What song? 
Going in for the what's this? What's this? Tom brought Tom brought in something. Rolling in the hay, rolling in the hay. It's just a little game that the farmers love to play. Why do I love this? Their work is over at the end of every day. The girls and boys make lots of noise. Rolling in the hay. I was working in the meadow one evening in July. When a pretty farmer's daughter just happened to pass by, I asked her to sit down a while to see what she might say. And in no time at all, sure, we were rolling in the hay. Rolling in the hay. Well, and so she was chatting, and she had a lovely farm. I'm thinking if a married heart wouldn't do me any harm. She's not much good at cooking, she can hardly make the tea. But boys, is she not handy when she's rolling in the hay? Hey, rolling in the hay, rolling in the hay. It's just a little game that the farmers love to play. Why do you think I love this stuff so much? I don't know, but that tune is the tune to a million songs, so there must be, it must just resonate with the human music liking. You know part what? It's easy. I think it's easy. Ba, 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 da, right. ba. We up in the morning, we, we up in the morning, you go to work, you take it down, you do. You take it up, you swing it around, you move it in the dirt. See what I do with my hands when I'm singing? <laughs> I do this thing where people can't see, but I like put them like. You, you, look, like a, you look like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's, but that's it. a good way to explain it to the audience that's listening. All right, here we go. Um, there's, there's this. We were. We, I was in Toronto, and there was this comedian, and somebody said that his girlfriend. It's not true. He was, she, you know, when someone's just talking, they go, oh, "Yeah, she's blown all the comedians." And I go, "That's not what." Why do you say that? First of all, that's not probably not even true. All the comedians. And then we were trying to think about this. We, this is how much time that me and Irk and, um, and, and Chris over here. Chris is my name. Um, have, we go, well, what if that was true? Like maybe, maybe she blows all. Like what if he's a really bad performer? And then when they, he has like a little place that seats 40 people. Am I getting into this? No, no like the whole festival comedian. No, not the whole just... festival, but she, he has like an open... Maybe he has like an is open... Is he okay with this? Well, I think he does it in his garage, Well, right? he has an open mic night, right? Mm-hmm. And then maybe he invites all these people, but she loves his comedy so much. So what happens is that she... Like, they come to see his comedy, but really she blows them all. Well, they're sitting there watching him, so it's really a... The house of ill repute, would you say? Oh, I see. Disguised so th- as an open mic type. Well, it's like Not you even know, disguised. M- it's both. My, you know, my my girlfriend will blow you while you watch me. So, and then they put, then they find out they charge fifty bucks a head. Now, does anyone have a calculator on them? Fifty bucks per head. 
Yeah. <laughs> so the, the IRS finds out about it. By the way, we made all this up. We made all this up. You're like, the IRS, why would they care? Like, they so what? Gut. Well, but you think, like, how much could it be? We right. figured. So the IRS finds out about it. So wait, this guy, <laughs> then the detectives are talking. This guy's got an open mic night out of his garage, 50 people a night, and they charge $50. So right there in one show, they're making how much? Uh, 50 people at $50? 2500 $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, Yeah. And then he does 13 shows a week. Damn. So then you get 13 shows a week. That's 32500 Yeah. Times four, because there's four weeks in a month. 130000 Times 50, because they take two weeks off. <laughs> how much? Uh Six point five million. No, we had to go wrong with the numbers somewhere. I can't believe we're doing this again. Fifty the, times fifty. The other night we did this. We, we we don't know why, but we figured this could be a good operation. You know that she loves him so much. So wait, hold on. Let's start all over again. Is this? Is, why are we doing this? Okay, start over again. They got. She, they do. They have a, a room that holds fifty people. <laughs> right. She, okay, so the, but it's 50 bucks because you get his comedy, but you also get blown. I know it's disgusting, but, you know, we weren't, we weren't overthinking it the other night when we were talking well, about it. What's that prostitute place in, in Nevada, the famous one, something ranch or something like that? The Bunny the, Ranch? The Bunny Ranch. The Bunny Ranch. So, that actually started as a, a stand-up comedy play. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Not really. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. So wait, so $50. Okay, okay, let's do this quickly here. Okay, because we got to go in for the close. You got 50 people. They're all paying 50 bucks each, every 2, guy. 2500 right. Okay, then there's 13 shows a week. 32500 Okay, that's $32,500 is coming in a week. Right. 32000 Correct. Yep. Okay, times four weeks. 130000 Times... Would it be times? 12. I think that times times twelve. That's oh, yeah, right, right, right. You did times fifty. Times twelve. That's why we got oh, yeah. one million five hundred and sixty thousand. Still a shitload of money. That's how wow. much they make. It's, not, then worth, then it's it, not worth it to Judd Apatow to get in. I'm gonna have Judd on the show, but I want to wait till he comes in here. Judd likes to sing. Yeah. I was at a festival where he went up and sang with a band. It was pretty good, actually. So that's why Judd should come on the show. Tweet at Judd. He could sing on the show. All right, we have to go with... Judd Apatow. I don't think Judd will do anything. Oh, it won't? Oh, by the way, play the elephant walk. There was a guy in our cab, me in the, at the festival, me and... Uh, uh, Brent, uh, no, me and uh, James were in a cab, James Adomian, and uh, he had the happiest ring in the world, but every time he picked up his phone, he would yell. <laughs> so just play like the elephant walk, and here's what it was like, and we were in the back of the left... What? <laughs> no. No, I'm working. I can't talk when there's people in the cab. It's disrespectful. <laughs> but he had a very loud cell phone. And then literally a minute later, we were in the cab. It was quiet. Do it again. Uh, two minutes later. Hello? I don't care. No. Fine. Bye. The happiest song in the no, world. I know exactly what you're talking about. I've seen almost the exact same thing. I, I, I was just thinking of things that happened today. And um, I, I, I approached, you know, no one likes to be told how to raise their, their children. Wait, where's Chris going? Yes. Oh, okay. Can we still steer the ship without? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, so these, this, this couple 
was going down Main Street in Santa Monica, and they're pushing the stroller, and the kid, the kid's foot is dangling and dragging and bouncing off the sidewalk, and the, the leg is twisting and bouncing and twisting. It, it would have, like, ripped your ACL if you were <laughs> an adult. So I stopped him. I said, hey, your, your, your kid's foot is dragging. And they looked at me like, they had that sort of tension, like, who are you to tell me how to raise my kid kind of thing? But they said thank you. But they th- I could tell they were kind of pissed, and they fixed the kid's foot. But I just kept thinking, it's one of those things that if they had gone another block or so, this kid who's probably two or three may grow up someday, and they'd be going like, yeah, my, my knee's always been fucked up. I think it was born that way. I, I don't even know why. You know, I just got born with a bad knee. Well, it was just like they're on a nice, beautiful walk in Santa Monica, and the parents didn't know the kid's leg was just dragging and twisting behind it. Uh, that reminds me of, like, we, we sort of thought the same thing. We saw a parent you – know, you know when a parent's like uh, – you know, holding their kid's arm, the kid's little, and they're holding the arm. And the oh, kid yeah, can, I hate that. You're going to pull your kid's arm right, out of the yes, socket. and that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's somebody go, I don't know why. You know, I don't probably no reason, but I've always had my two arms are both dislocated from the socket. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's footage of them being dragged right, through the airport. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, you never say anything. I learned a long time. Well, sometimes you have to say. I, well, I shouldn't say that. Sometimes you have to say something, but it doesn't usually get um, received too well. I don't. Do we ever talk about this on the podcast when somebody calls the cops because the dog's barking? We've mentioned it. Oh, because I. But we have. We said that I understand that people call yeah. the cops. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I think whoever lets their dog bark that much is proven that they're not capable of rationality you, right you've proven that already so why would i knock on your door but anyway if we've talked about it that's enough um <laughs> i just love the list of oh, say <laughs> another thing that that happened uh I, I was listening to the podcast uh the last one a uh, part two of uh me and you mm-hmm. yes and um by the way my one of my i love that we're talking about the last podcast on this one but that's what we do that's right that's right <laughs> it's a saturday night uh is <laughs> well, is that uh, you when we were all going? You fucked that shit. That you consistently <laughs> stood, st- you stayed behind your microphone. Well, I don't know if that's necessary. <laughs> and then you, and then I was humping your uh, your <laughs> the Emmy, and you're like, yeah, I don't know if I want that. You, you just calmly. No one would be that offended and calmly stay at the mic and be scratching. It looks like you were scratching the back of your head. Oh, Todd, now you're just saying it all over again. I don't right. know. Uh, what were you going to say though? Um, you were listening to the oh, last yes. podcast. And, and so what I did on my on my phone. I started it once, but I guess I didn't realize that I started it twice. And so the podcast was playing twice, but overlapping by a half a second. So I was listening to the opening, and I thought that you had done some special effect. I didn't know it was I made a mistake. I thought that you were saying something and then saying it again. And it was sort of like a, a round, singing in rounds like you do with uh, Row, 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 oh, Your like Boat. Row, 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 And I thought, wow, boat. Todd's really going for something here. And I listened to, you know, maybe for a couple of minutes before I realized that it was not an effect. I was listening to it twice at the same, you know, second apart. By the way, speaking of Row, 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 Your Boat, why, I can sing that song. What? Yeah, so if we had a band and I, why can you sing Row, 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 Your Boat? Or... The Brady Bunch. I thought about it the other day. I can't believe I didn't talk about this. But, like, here's a story. I, I can't believe I'm doing this, but yet I can. I'm not singing it to sing it, you know, to say, like, that it's a great song. But has that been instilled in us in such a young age? Yes. I think because we were so young and we didn't have barriers up to be afraid to sing. And then the tune just 
Here's yeah, a so story. We know it like we know A, B, C, D, E, F, G. So it just registered at a really young age. Yeah. Give me some re- Here's a story of a lovely lady who was bringing up three girls of his own. <laughs> wait, who was bringing... Wait, here's a story of a lovely lady who was bringing up three girls of his own. Of there own. were four girls living all together, yet they were all alone. Oh. Till the one day when the lady met this fellow. And they knew that it was much more than a bunch. That this group... Must somehow, somehow form a family. family And that's the way they all became The Brady Bunch The Brady Bunch The Brady Bunch That's the way they became The Brady Bunch There you go Alright, um Turn my reverb off You did a great job today Well done, Eric You did a good job And I'm so proud of you, Eric Yeah this is our first one. We'll know when we when it gets yeah, out we'll there. See what if there's a buzz or there's a little thing in it, a little glitch, it's all right. He's Everything's fired. good. Um, this uh, the 14th. We got the big podcast festival in Los Angeles uh, uh, of October. Of October, where ours is at 11 in the afternoon. Uh, there's like hundreds of people coming. Everyone's staying at a hotel, and there's going to be like a ton of podcasts. So people are all sleeping over at the hotel. The audiences. Oh, wow. A lot of the audience will. And then they wake up and they, ours is an afternoon podcast. At first, I wasn't crazy about doing ours at 11 o'clock in the afternoon. Now I am because I hope everyone comes downstairs in pajamas. And I hope if you are living in Los Angeles and you're just going to get up early and head over at 11 o'clock without staying at the hotel, you come in your pajamas. What's the hotel? And by the way, please don't isolate. Uh, I hope you come in your pajamas. Ah, <laughs> come on, people. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, go, 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 go. By the day. Do it again. I don't remember the list. I love it. You do it great. By the way, it's um, So tell us about your parents. Your mom, what, what happens with your mom? We're, we're, we're taking the show uh, home a little different way today. It's all good, though. We're all friends, right? Well, Jesus yeah, Eric Christ. just dropped the bomb. Eric just, just dropped the bomb. He said, his, I can't, this sounds like it would be a sitcom. It's the most interesting story I've heard all day. Yeah. Well, what happened is. And, he's, and to George Carlin. Yeah, my uh, mom and dad. Move closer to the mic. My mom and dad moved uh, to Idaho when I was young. They had two boys and two girls. Can I interrupt for a yeah. second? Now, I'm high, so when I hear the story, I know it's true. Can I make comments that I normally wouldn't make? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what I'm about to do, this is a real story, but I want to hear it like if I was someone. You edit yourself when someone's telling your story, but I want to be the guy. He, he says what's on his mind. He hears this story, and he speaks what he feels. I won't be over the top, so here we go. Go ahead. Okay, so they moved into a neighborhood, and neighbors mm-hmm. down the road, yeah. Barbara and Bill. Yeah. Also had two boys and two girls, children wow. about the same age group, right? Sounds so nice. Naturally, they'd be friends. Right. Um, well, somewhere along the way, my mom and Bill became more than friends and took off. They just took off without the kids? Without the kids. Oh, my God. She's a fucking whore. Well, yeah. So this is... The, <laughs> Come this on. Is... Remember my bit I set up? The guy who just says whatever he wants? Yeah. Who would say that? Uh, your mother's a whore. So go ahead. So your mother... Go ahead, say, say it. I feel like this so, is a yeah, Jerry Springer episode. Yeah, no, so my mom just takes off with... Well, this is how I understand this story, okay, by gosh. the way. By the way, this isn't the, this isn't the zinger. The zinger's coming up. 
This part, okay, people well, do so cheat on each other. His wife, <laughs> the one that he cheated. <laughs> well, it, you get that's, it? That's the, the the prequel to the Brady Bunch in a way. Like you never heard why. Well, I don't think it was that. No, but that's really. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm right. There was a prequel. <laughs> I don't Brady think it was that. <laughs> no, I think there really. are other. The way but I you visioned don't know, it, like the, the the what went into the Brady. Bunch. I did. I well, visioned I it. If it here's my theory, it's sign of the times in the seventies. Here's how they probably wanted you to believe. Both the other people died of car accidents. Right. The only reason to get a divorce. In other words, there would be no, they didn't right. get there along. There was no divorce. It was no, just clean no. death. She had a husband. He died of cancer. <laughs> Nobody's fault. And then uh, she and, 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 and she then had, a wife had a wife got eaten by a bear. Eaten by a bear in a camping accident. Right. Two people that did everything they could to stay married. The fact that these have had prior marriages, they're still decent people. They're, they're other people have uh, been perished. And then back in the 70s could handle that. But there would be no, you know, they didn't get along. And they just, no, the person have had to die. <laughs> what I'm saying, I'm high right now, but I think I'm making perfect sense for what the 70s was like you know there couldn't just be now it would be a family realistically could be from right. be divorced but back then no 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 it was always unsaid with the brady bunch right now you got hey, modern these... family and all the spin-offs of modern family there you, you go know. i think i hey uh <laughs> i want that to be my catchphrase i tell a joke and i go ba ba i said two blue ducks hey uh <laughs> nothing <sighs> so i know i'm getting a little low. Uh, hold on, don't play any music because I'm a little, uh, right. I'm all over the place now. Right. What was I just saying? Well, I don't know. I think that I was wondering about the rest of oh, the air. Yes, I'm story, sorry. Uh, about, so then your, your, your so father you think, married the, the mom. Let me, right. I know people might be getting frustrated, but I really have a genuine question. And maybe it's just me. Do people get, like, that his mom married? Was, do we make that very so, clear? Switch spouses, right? Yeah, they that's switch. The best way to oh yeah, say. yeah. There you go. They switch spouses. But yeah, there's eight kids involved. Eight kids still. involved, and that my dad and his new wife got all eight, all eight kids. kids. Oh yeah. my god. And, so and, wait. So why do when I hear that story, I think your dad's got to be sort of, a, and don't just agree to, with me to agree with me. But when I hear that story, now again, I could hear more details. But the quick story here seems like your dad's got to be a pretty decent guy, like. But oh, you're yeah. saying no. Well, I asked them is that later your, Is life, that right, Tom? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I asked my stepmom. I said, you, you guys had to have been nuts. Why would you think, oh, I've got four kids and he's got four kids. Why would you have thought that that was a good idea? Yeah. And they said, well, that just worked. That's, we knew we had to do they, it. They were both in the same boat, I guess. And who else would, would understand <laughs> right. it as much as they did? Uh, picture. Picture leading no, up to it. Been fucking. Picture, oh, <laughs> picture leading up to it. Went. Hey, by the way, picture when this all started. You know, this all had to start when they were both pretty happy in their own marriages. No, they were they were okay. They had their good days and bad days. And then there was that one day when he went to a party and he saw her and he went, Jesus Christ, if I could get that, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy. Has, has there been re- then, reconciliation <laughs> with your mother? And in, 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 uh, oh, yeah, that's a good. Uh, no, uh, my mom. Has been married to Bill twice. Is your mom then? Can I? Sh- oh, Jesus Christ! Is your mom afraid of the devil getting her? Um, <laughs> that is a possibility. I She's keep thinking these things are going to be so funny that I say, and I don't get anything. <laughs> I and said, I'm, not, I'm not blaming you guys. It might just be me. But like, who says? Is your mother afraid the devil's going to get her? What type of interview stylings are they? Well, she I'm, is. I, I, well, the, she, well, the devil. The devil will get her. Let's make no mistake about it. I believe in it, Tom. I mean, these people. <laughs> What if I was serious? I say what if I was serious when I think people think I am. 
Hey, geez, I'm all by myself here. <laughs> Hello. This is either gold or Howard Stern chicken salad. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. I think it's chicken salad. Oh, hey, let's do this. This is where, you know, I want to end the show mellow. It's my fucking show. You know what, Tom, if you want, you enjoyed so much when I ended the show last time singing When You Walk Into a World, you know, hold your head up high. I'm going to close the show singing that to Yes! You. I Would think you? that's just the best. Aww. First of all, Tom, just so you know, uh-huh. um, I, uh, I know that you're doing a bit. I don't want you to think that I really want you what? to. What? Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you really don't want to hear me sing, but I love that you're playing along. Oh. And it really makes for a great closing. So thank you. But before we do that, my voice is for some reason getting different. Like it's changing. No, you're just overanalyzing it. Your you're probably right. It's pretty good. I always trust you, Tom. Yeah. It's always good if Tom Martin's around. Things are going to be okay. I'd like to be around you during an earthquake. I just feel safe. That's, that's the one time I flip. Aye. I just start screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I just start just punching everything, people, objects. You know I'd want to be with Tom Martin, and you're like, I never told you! you know? uh, but I'd like to go around the room, and we all ask each other, and then I'm going to close. After we do this, how long have we done? Eric, you should know that. Uh, we have done an hour and 48 minutes. Let's put it this way. For what we didn't give you in quality, we gave you in quality. <laughs> Wait, what, what if that was a selling point of the show? <laughs> Listen, I know it was a little weak. We did an extra hour and a half. Uh, what are you saying? Uh, I was going to say I thought the quality was pretty good. Thank you. I, you know what? Yeah. This no, is I wasn't this... complimenting you. I was complimenting all of us. Yes. Uh, I'll take that anyway. What okay. do you think? Why would you have to turn it into an insult? Well, it seemed like you were, you were taking all <laughs> I of I was. All You're, of shut up. You're high. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm so glad I got him. I almost went on for 25 minutes letting him make me that feel. That wouldn't go on for 25 minutes. this calm minutes. thing that you do when you get <laughs> under the influence. Hey, Todd, I got a jingle I didn't play yet. Um, so we're all going to go around the room and tell one, <laughs> ask somebody a question that uh, ask they, the person they, to your left, everybody, anybody, left. anybody you want, ask them a question, something you don't know about them. And then you want to know. About this them. is the fucking type of depth I have. I do these brilliant fucking shows. <laughs> I think it's funny. Okay. I think I'm funny because I was over complimenting myself. Okay. So go ahead. Anybody go. You, okay. You go I'll, first. I'll time. ask uh, Chris. Okay. Have you ever? Well, had... I started in 1988, <laughs> and the funny not, thing Todd, I is, I wasn't asking you the question. I was asking oh, Chris the question. Oh, Jesus! I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. You missed yeah. It. I didn't even oh, ask Jesus. the question. It wasn't this, directed to you, and on, I hadn't the asked guy, the question. This guy here, he's so self-serving that this is—he's really doing this. You know what? I totally apologize. I did. I said, ask somebody else a question. Right. I'm sorry. That was very. Oh, I'll try again. Oh, I geez. understand. You, you that was know. embarrassing. That's it. Chris, yeah, that's okay. if I could just ask you this one question. Sure. Yeah. Um, have you ever had... Well, in last comic standing, I had a... No, Todd, you've was done it again. Set. I hadn't Todd. even... Oh, my God. This, can, can I be honest? I glad we have a safe word. I swear to God. I swear to God, so please be gentle mm-hmm. with me. You're right. Here I am asking you... I take for granted you're asking me a question, coming forth with this pre-regurgitated speech that I was going to give. You're right. And it, I apologize. Well, what's especially... Well, first of all, the question might not even be for me. And the question it's, wasn't it's even absolutely asked. Not. If, if I can ask the question I even, totally apologize. I really want... It's, instead of you have this sort no, of no. prepared response... Can we shake? I okay. apologize. All right. Water hands. under the bridge. Yes. Water Thank under you. the bridge. Thank you. All right. I'll try again. Chris, I have a yes. question for you. Have you ever I did had... Conan once. <laughs> See, Conan, doing the Conan show if back you want, in the... Todd, listen to me. If you want to talk about Conan, talk about Conan. Don't act like it's... Oh, it's... my God, Tom. But wait if you gave turn, up on man. me right now and walked away, I'd defend you. I see what I'm doing. 
I, I want to okay. tell my story, but I'm so insecure. Instead of going, hey, do you mind if I share a Conan story right. with you? I'm doing what some old sick fuck does and just waits right. for an inopportune time to go, oh, you want to talk about that? People are like, no. Okay, good. So you see that. No, I was like, you didn't even ask him about Conan. Uh, okay. And I'm going, oh, the funny thing about Conan, trying to, so I could tell my Conan story. Okay, right. are you going to tell your Conan, Conan I'm story? I'm going to, from now on, if I want to share a story with you, I'm going to come to you and say, hey, do you guys, you know, one time I worked on uh, the well, Tonight Show. Well, do you want to tell your Conan story? Do you no, want no, to no, break? I'd rather you just finish. Yeah, please. Okay. I just, I, I feel like a different person. Okay. I just want to hear the question. All right, yeah, let's just hear the question, you know, and if you have an answer that relates to it, you can... Yes. All right. Oh, All right. I feel horrible. I'm embarrassed. Yes. Can I hold on? You don't no, I should be embarrassed. I'm, like, smart enough to know that behavior is bullshit. And I'm embarrassed that you nailed me for what it was. Know, if cool, I have a story know? that I want to tell, I don't have to try to act like, you don't. oh, you want to hear about when I did the Letterman. Just say, just say, right. to share the story with us. Of course. So I don't want to tell any story now. I just want to listen to you guys All now. is forgiven. All right. Thank I'm, you. I'm gonna, we're going back Thanks, into the bit. Thank I'm you. I'm going to ask Chris a question. Thank you. Chris. A comedian's comedian. I don't know <laughs> if you'd call me that. But I certainly <laughs> consider it a compliment. Todd, Todd please. <laughs> what? You've done it again. Todd, see what you did from your, all your talking? I just feel like... Nobody uh, called you the comedian's comedian. I was going to ask Chris if he's ever had a medical procedure that he regrets. And I've never got the question out wow. because you just jump right in to have a canned story ready to roll. Like, I'm on Conan. I'm on blah, blah, blah. I'm the comedian, comedian. Okay. I want to know if Chris ever had a medical procedure. Did he regret it? And by the way, you really have to answer. No, I really am. Well, honestly, the circumcision was a little uncalled for. Like, I was too young to really even decide against it at that point. And I feel like I would be better off now without it. I should have gotten Joy Behar's job, actually. The funny thing is. He's but, talking uh, about his penis. I'm talking about actually, my penis. I actually want to stop this. Uh, my per- portion of this bit, and really, uh, is that what you don't really regret having a circumcision? Oh, no, that's the only thing I could think of. So uh, you know, I you say. can always pass. But, but I should have passed. Hey, Todd, I have a question for you. Do you have a Conan story? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? Is this guy in the world, right? This guy's got my back, right? I set you up. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a Conan? Todd, let me, let me do it again. Hey, Todd, I don't do have, have a, a Conan story. What? Okay. Hey, at any, hey one point in, your, in one point in your career, all stories are good stories. And then you grow out of being embarrassed. Like, I remember once when I, when the first time I did Conan, um, Somebody wanted my the town car they sent, and I was like, "Oh, you can have my town car." And then I made up some, and they said something funny, and then I exaggerated it. Uh-huh. And then I, next thing you know, it's like, "Ah, we took." And then we, I, okay, I don't. I, I mark this. I don't like this story. No, don't mark it. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. Mark it right there. Thank you. So um, okay, now you got to ask him a question. Okay, you. I don't have a story about Conan. Okay, okay, so, so Eric, you now it's your turn. No, it's Todd. It's your turn to ask somebody a question. I think. No, you didn't ask me. Did you ask anybody a question? I asked you if you had a Conan. No, story. ask me. Ask a real question. That's no, I don't. Okay, I don't. no, I don't is the answer. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> great. So my my question. Yeah, it can um, be for anyone. It doesn't have to be for the next person, right? Okay, mine can be. My mouth is so dry. Can you quietly? You have a beer right there. I do. Thank you. All right, I have a good question. Hold on. Mm. I'm going to say... Whew, this is a good one here. I'm really trying to give a good one. Mm, Chris. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay, here's... A, it's not going to be funny. Is that okay? Yeah. No, I'm actually serious. Yeah. I, I know you probably than... think a guy well, like... the first time I won an Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have tied it all in. Oh, geez, I should have. 
No, what do you want to uh, do? Like, if Me? you're the perfect situation, like, in life. You know, nothing's perfect, but you know what I mean. Like, you land the perfect job. What would you be doing? Because I know you do this, but I don't really know what you really want to do long term. Uh, well, if Right? I, yeah, that's right. That's true. Um, honestly, who, who I... Who cares, right? <laughs> no, we'll I'm take kidding. A Come break. on, that was funny, but nobody's laughing. I feel like I'm... Uh, that's why I need an audience here. <laughs> who said something? Here's, can I tell you why it's funny? You're going to love me in a second. Uh, Here's why I think it's funny. I genuinely want to know. Yeah, me too. No, I, but, I want to know too. But that's why, to me, it's so funny. Because I go, it's not this bit... That, doing that joke isn't in the way of finding out. Because I'm going to find out. I really do want to know. Yeah. But I can't help, in the meantime, to set that whole thing up. It's funny. He says one thing. Who cares? Like, what guy's that much of a prick? <laughs> that's why it's a bit. Like, he, he asks him to bare his soul, maybe tell a little about himself. And then he says one line. Who gives a shit? Now, I do want to know. So, go ahead. Ah, come on. That's rude. You just split a bottle over my head, people. You handled it well. He just shot me with an air gun. You, you didn't even say ouch or anything. Ouch. Okay. okay what, no. do you, what would you do? Wait, so what is the perfect situation? Like I have money and stuff? Yeah, whatever okay. it is. You I just ended money. up everything turned out right. You're directing movies. You're, I don't okay. know. I, I'm trying to help you here. Um, is there anything, Chris? There's nothing I want. No, no honestly. I was kidding. Honestly. No, yes, there is something. Of course there is. Honestly, the sad part is I don't know what I would do with the perfect situation. Like, I go to school for film, and I'm studying cinematography and also, like, writing a little bit, but I don't know what I want to do long-term exactly. Can I tell you this? I don't have an interesting answer. That's okay. You know what? No, it's the truth. Is the, uh, was the, the, you had to just tell the truth. There was no right or wrong. Good, because I made that up. Shoot. <laughs> Shoot the fuck. I didn't, I didn't really make that up. That's true. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> now I don't know what to believe. <laughs> I think he's made it up. No, no. no, no. I think I, he I meant it. I think he's me. embarrassed. You can tell I was telling the truth. You, no. I wasn't embarrassed. I was trying to make it funny because okay. this is a comedy. No, podcast. it doesn't have to be funny. You know what? Believe me. Believe me, it doesn't have to be funny. I hope, otherwise I'm fucked. Uh, I thought if someone, if it all had to be funny, I'm, I'm seriously fucked. I think my audience is like, sometimes it ain't that funny right now. There could be someone new listening to this show. You know, that's my biggest fear always. You know, this is the part they get to. Don't give up on the show. That's all I can tell you. Last week I was aggressive. I was like, I know there's somebody out there. And you know what? I was very aggressive. I'm embarrassed. If you're out there and you're having trouble liking the show and you're not sure, I get it. I get it. I'm not, I'm not trying. Because it's like, uh, I don't know. But then the, it catches people. What it does, it gets them. I get it. I get it. If I started, if this was the only show I ever listened to, yeah, it just wouldn't be my cup of tea, maybe. you're still listening at an hour and 40 in, that you've got them at this no, point. No, no, no. This is a person who came right up to here. Oh. And they're having a hard time <laughs> deciding whether they like us or not. Right. You know, because I get a lot of letters like that. Tom, how many emails do you think I get every day? And, and about the show? Mm-hmm. 130,000. 7,000. 7,000 million. I'm the worst liar in the world. I get 172, and I swear to God, 700 trillion billion million trillion billion million. That's not trillion million. Okay, do you have a question? Okay, so the question I have, I found out. Chris doesn't know what he wants to do. I'm glad I wasted my question question. on that. By the way, I can't make fun of your answer, but I can make fun of your non answer. I, I invested my question to learn a little bit more about Chris. Here's what he says. 
I don't know what I would do. I have no idea. Huh? Great. But now this making, is what I work with? Now you're making fun of my answer. I am not. It honest. was a non-answer. He's making fun of your voice. Uh, Thank you. <gasps> uh, okay, so... What I, are you, offended like an older woman now? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question in response to your question. No, no, you, no, 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 no you already asked even, your question. Even. But when you ask a question to a certain person, does that become their turn to ask a question, or does it just go around the room? It just goes, uh, everybody has okay, one question. so it's on Irk now. Yeah, but I... Right? Yes, but what are you doing, hush, rushing me? No, no, uh, exactly. No, no, I want to say this. Here's why, because I'm, I'm going to be proud of this, what I said, because if I don't say what I'm about to say, then tomorrow I'll be thinking I should edit something. Hey, everybody, it's Tiglin. Oh, oh, my God, I love you. Oh, my God, it got me. Oh, my God, I just have to make it come into the right part. No, no, it's fine. No, it's fine. Uh, just, just, that's just so great. It really shuts me up. So, Eric, no, I, turn don't play it. If don't play it, if if I'm going to talk and you're going to play it, tell me. Because okay. I don't want you to just play it. I'm not going to. play I'm it. not going to go back into talking what I wanted to talk about. So, are you going to play it? No, I don't think so. <laughs> All right, I see what you're doing. All right, good. Have your fun. Oh, I hope you're having a ball, Chris. That's all right. I'll wait. And he goes on and on and on and on and on. That's right, baby. I go on and on. That's right. Blah, 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 blah. Sing along with the blah, blah song. I don't care. I'm not. Blah, 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 blah. It's like a surfing song. Well, because it is one. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, play it from the beginning. Play it again. I'm going to take. You know what? You know how people sometimes. Hold on. Stop it. Stop it. You know how sometimes a group of people, uh, Jewish people, hey, uh, you know, uh, you know, they insult each other they, with the stereotypes. So it says it doesn't hurt us as much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe a Jewish person goes, come over here, you big nosed Jew. I don't know. I'm making that one up. But sometimes uh, black people use the, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, uh, blah, 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 the N word to take the sting away from it. Uh, yeah. Gay they people, gay they people, gay people. I think sometimes, you know, I don't, I don't. I wish they wouldn't because it's a little and embarrassing. But, <laughs> but they go, but they go. Uh, you know, hey, you queer. You know, maybe they own it. Right. I'm gonna own this motherfucking song. Blah blah. blah. Sing, play, play from the beginning. No, I want to sing the whole thing. Blah 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 blah. I like it now. It's not interrupting me. Blah 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 blah. Did I get reverb, motherfucker? Blah 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 blah. No, but seriously, I do want to say this. Let me just say, just seriously, let me say, I'll feel better. I'll feel better if you let me just say what, the reason I don't feel bad. For, I don't care if you play it. The reason I want to say, I want to apologize a half a little bit because, hold on, shut it off seriously. Let me just say this. I'm being totally serious. Um, <laughs> when I made fun of his answer, because I honestly did want to know, but I feel his answer was, and if I'm wrong, then I would apologize. I don't think he was honest. I bet Chris, and this is a compliment. <laughs> I bet he knows, uh, has an idea what he wants to do. I bet if he told the truth, because I think, yeah, I think you do. I bet you do. I bet you have something. I bet you do. And you know what? If you don't admit it now, that's okay, because you're going to admit it off the air, and then I'm going to go back on the air and tell everybody what it was. Because I bet they're crystal clear, some of your things that you want to do. Because you're smart. And I think, oh, I bet. Thanks. How cool is it going to be in a week oh, when we come? <laughs> and we, oh, 
No, but seriously. Uh, okay, so who else didn't ask a question? Who else didn't? Who who else did not ask? Or do you have okay. a question you want to ask somebody? What I said was good about him, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> Help me out here, Tom. Todd, this really made me laugh earlier. I'm gonna. Oh, talk I didn't know it was your now. turn. No, but I want I want to say this. Remember when you were doing that? Remember when you guys were talking to Irk, asking him about his parents? Yeah. And at one point you were like, Irk, blah 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 blah. Right, Tom? And the way, the way you asked him if he was right was just like, like two commentators on some sporting event, and it made me laugh. You know what's like, so like funny? You're like, right, Tom? And you're like, that's right, Todd. Can I tell you something, Chris? That is a great, great observation. And also, I think it's a compliment to Tom, at least if you cherish my opinion. Well, it's but funny. I look at Tom. No, 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 no. I like that you noticed it. As a, as a meter of I'm making sense. You know? So it's always like, right. I'll ask you right when it's an opinion. But when you say right, I go, oh, yeah, I am right. Like, because I think, well, if Tom agrees, that means it's right. That's, you're the right meter. Blah, 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 blah. I hope this turn. becomes a dance sensation all over the world. Blah, 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 blah. People are recommending it. Hey, can you play blah, blah, blah? Blah, blah, blah. Dance. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, Todd, while you're at it, why don't you just bring up the dirty blankets again? You know what I will? Are you fucking you know kidding me? Oh, the dirty blankets, sure. I can't believe you would go into How does he know a, about that? I can't believe you would go into a hotel room and someone would mind if they took two sheets. I get this is funny. So if they took two sheets and they put a blanket in between them, of course, you got shit all over your bed. There's shit on my bed. And you're not going to give me a fresh... I get emails from people that say, Todd, you're right. You're right. And I'm going to bring it up. I am going to bring it up on another show. I'm being totally serious right now. I I know there's music playing, but there are people that write me. They go, no, no, that's disgusting. You're right. The fact that they're numb to, oh, yeah, so when I get a dirty blanket, that's not acceptable just because people, that's because it's being done. It doesn't, it's still not acceptable. That's what people are cleaning up for me when they send an email. They go, just because a lot of people accept it doesn't mean it's unacceptable and gross. And it's sad that people have numbed themselves to say, nah, I wish I had a clean blanket, but eh, if it's dirty, it's not the end of the world. It should fucking be. That's absolutely absurd. <laughs> I Oh my God, I can't stop. I seriously can't stop. I, the song is not... Here's the thing, Tom. Is, I, don't, I, I don't mind that song in the background. What about hotels in Canada? Do you think that they uh, put clean sheets on? Um... I, I think it's the same there as it is here. Some places do, some don't. Oh, you gotta be shitting me. <laughs> oh, my God. I think some... Oh, my God. You don't really care, do you? No, I do. Oh, my God. I think... Okay, I gotta pause it out. I fade it out. Okay, we gotta say goodbye. That was... uh... <laughs> you know what the sad part is? To George Carlin, you know what I was just gonna say when that music came on? It, I wouldn't have been kidding. Here's what I was going to do. Because it's the music insinuates the same thing over and over again. I get it. So I was going to say this. Uh, I feel like... And then... Okay, hold on. Put, pause it. Pause it. Okay, so... You know, the songs, blah, 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 right? So just before that music came on, I was about to say this. And then when the music came on, I realized how funny it's going to sound. Now I'm going to say it, but with the music under me. But it's genuinely what I was about to say. The music just is like echoing exactly what was going to happen. Here we go. Shit, you know what, I feel like, you don't think we're too high, do you? No. Sometimes I feel like it might be a little bit. <laughs> I don't want to have one of those shows where it's 
just funny. And then I, I'm saying it now with this play underneath it. I'm a little scared right now, to be honest. All right, everybody, that was it. <laughs> what about Eric's question? Hey, yeah. Oh, yeah, what's your question? Eric, ask your oh, question uh, for someone. I have a question for Tom. Oh. Tom, do you know what time it is? <laughs> yeah, do you think this show's gone on too long? <laughs> well, you know what? We should answer that question next week. When we come back, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Todd Glass Show. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, and a little hoo-ha. I know, I can end it better. Do you want me to end by singing when we walk yes, into a Yes, would you please? I don't know what I have to all do right. to just get can, you to can sing. We all, can we all sing? Can we <laughs> Ryan, out loud, sing already. Do you think this show was good? Be, on, be honest. Hell yeah, it was good. All right, cool. Can we all say goodbye first? <laughs> oh, you know what? Just get the song ready. I want to Okay. You don't want to say goodbye. Okay, so, yeah, say goodbye. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, um... Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, no, come on, that's funny. Like you ask, can you say I want to say goodbye? I want to say goodbye. Then I go, I don't want to have time to say goodbye. I, and then the person begs to say goodbye <laughs> on the air. They go, all right. At the end of the show, every show, this is a guy that's you know he's trying to get into his contract that he should get to say goodbye. Finally, after three months of negotiating, he's like a second fiddle in some morning show. They go, yeah. At the end of the show, we'll throw to you. We'll throw to you, and then we'll throw to Bill. He'll say good- he wants us to just have his goodbye. They they slot in thirty seconds for him. They're, they're including him. After the thing, they say their goodbyes. And you just go. Okay, so that's been the show today. Thanks a lot. We'll see you tomorrow. Tom Martin signing off. Signing off. And how you doing over there? Bye. Well, there we go, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny, right? And then there's the 30 seconds of just the music. (laughs) Bye. And then that's all he wanted to say. That was all that fighting for was for him to do this. Goodbye. The other are pissed, so they won't save his ass. Yes. Oh, exactly. That's what I thought. We're the pros at failing, but we're like, no. That's one is thirty seconds. He's got thirty seconds. So what did you? Did you? What was? Seriously, did you just not take advantage of a game like to ask someone a question? Like you just said, is the podcast going on too long? That's your. That's like your Hollywood Squares fake question. Now you get to ask your real question. Oh, okay. Something Uh, more. Something more. (laughs) Something more real. Something more real. But that's the funny. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's something you want to know. And don't make it me. That way it doesn't look self-serving. What don't you know about Tom? You really want to know. Yeah, Tom. That's okay. You know what? I'm, I don't need I'm to know. I'm an open book. Tom Martin. Your question's about Tom Martin. I want to know more about Tom Martin. What do you uh, want to know about him? You see the type of shows I do? I do. In, I take this show to every level. Now this show, it's like serious journalism. Mm. The way I get you guys going and talking. I'm mm. very good and very aware of what I'm doing. Keep going, Chris. Erk. Erk. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I just don't know people's names. I don't have a cigarette problem. Okay, go ahead. Regrets. I had a few. <laughs> I had a few. I'll be honest. I mean, but they all fit away. Uh, Todd, you know, to tell you the truth, Tom there Martin were times. There's times I'm sure you knew. You know, uh, when you, you know, when I bit off. There, there's definitely if times you that you could say, show, "Well, I, there's times I bit Martin. off more than I could chew." But you know, I spit it out. You know, I spit it out. I, uh, I stood tall. You know. Yes, there were times, I'm sure you knew, when I bit off more than I could chew. But through it all, when there was doubt, I ate it up and spit it out. And now... 
the end is near And so I face the final curtain My friend, I'll say it clear I'll state my case And state his case Of which I'm certain He's certain Ah, yes, you're... You sound good. Oh, thank you. The problem is, I'm good to this point, <laughs> and then I can't go any further. But then, uh, I just, I don't know the words anymore. Hold on. Um, Do uh, it my way. Uh, thank you. All right, everybody. <laughs> Folks, this has been a journey. This has been a, a, just a fun show. On soundboard tonight, the one and only, his parents, they're, 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 they're it's a whole show. It's a whole show waiting to happen. Irk. Irk, everybody. Sitting across, Tom Martin. That's Tom Martin with his radio voice. That's right. <laughs> Still funny, Tom. Can I tell you, it was like, it seems like it was just yesterday when you came in here and we were doing that joke about the radio voice. Yesterday. Oh, it was? Well, you know what I mean. But now it's time to say goodbye. Chris, great Bye. tambourine playing. Bring it down a little. Bring it down completely is what I meant. Ouch. Uh, <laughs> I literally had to pry it from his hands. Uh, Chris, what would you like to say? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, that would have been so funny if that's all you said. No, uh, follow at Chris Bird. Uh, really? On, you didn't let me finish. You cut me off. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Follow at Chris Burdens on Twitter. B U R D E N S. And then, uh, okay, Todd, back to you. <laughs> Chris is, you know, I don't think I should let him know how funny I think he is sometimes. Because then he can, I think if he knows how funny I think he is, he'll start taking advantage. But I know he's funny. He just does these little fucking things. I think comedy is going to be like where he has makes his money. Some weird like editor of comedy or something to do with comedy. Oh, thanks. And let me tell you something. Maybe a booker. Eric, I think he's going to be a mass murderer on the Philadelphia and New Jersey interstate. <laughs> Carrying a, a chainsaw in a plastic bag so nobody sees it. Getting in the car. Hey, I used to work on the Todd Glass show. <laughs> Cutting their heads off. You know what, though? Having a fun time doing it. You know how some people would be That's mass... matters. Well, there'd be pe- there's mass murders that are miserable. They go around killing people and they're still not happy. You'd be a happy one. If you're going to be a mass murderer, at least enjoy life. You know what I mean? It's like these these mass murders. They're like us. You know, there's a mass murder. He's out murdering people. He still goes home. He's like, ah, I, don't, I didn't enjoy my day. Well, why not? You're doing everything you always wanted to do, killing people. <laughs> do I have anything here? You think we have a high school speech in this? Maybe I could tour around making the speech to high schools. Inspirational. I'd, I'd like to be inspirational. I'd like to teach kids how you can live the little, spend the least money and enjoy life. I think it would be a great course for simplicity. People that have simplicity. Like how little could you make if you truly needed the bare necessities? What if that was a happy life for you? I'm serious. Like you, you'd, need, you'd, need, you'd need housing. But the bare minimal, if you were smart at a young age and just lived like that, 
you could probably have a pretty good life. Just simplicity. Is that making any sense? Absolutely. But please, you're going to ruin this beautiful speech? I did it What are you, like the owner's son? He makes him sing at the restaurant? My dad lets me sing 15 minutes a night. (laughs) Oh, he comes in front of everybody in the restaurant. Everybody, you're great. And I'm proud of you. Now leaving Nerdist.com.